My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Damn right. And it is the WNR 128 today, or episode 128, and it's WWE TLC 2017. Dan, are you looking forward to the event? I am indeed, yeah. You know, there's a, a few good matches. I think even despite the changes, there there are improvement on the card. You know, I'm not sure about the main event. It would have been good to see the Shield, but we'll see what angle Kurt brings to it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, especially the dream match of uh, Finn Balor going against AJ Styles as well. Yeah. Oh, I think and, most... of course, sorry to interrupt, on, Oscar's uh, debut. Oscar debut, yeah. I am wearing the Oscar t-shirt, I should say, starting off. Uh, but we should say, because I always get side chat when I do kick off, yes, cards subject to change for TLC. Uh, one good thing with AJ Styles versus Finn Balor we're going to get, it's going to be great, you know, I've, I've no doubt in my mind. Kurt Angle and The Shield. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I never thought I'd be upset not to see Roman Reigns and to see uh, <laughs> Kurt Angle. Indeed, yeah. But, you know, I think the thing we're lacking is the build-up. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, we're going to ask this question, I think, throughout the night and even uh, later day about storylines. Are storylines dead? Do we need them? We'll keep a track on that. But anyway, we, we should say every week or every week, every month on the WNR podcast... We have, or every year, we have our prediction leagues. We've got three prediction leagues, Dan, haven't we? Why don't you tell the people who never listened before what they are? We've got bonus predictions, which is, uh, well, you know, they kind of figure into the year-end predictions or bonus predictions like tournaments, like May Young Classic, you know, and we get points for them. We've got an NXT points league, which is obviously for the uh, big four NXT pay-per-views. And we've also got a WWE pay-per-view. Which James is currently winning. Yes, I'm winning uh, 11-6 on pay-per-view predictions right now. So it looks like I will be winning the pay-per-view prediction at the end of the year. Uh, but like I say, we still have the, the bonus point one, And of course NXT, which I think might prove the difference with that. But anyway, let's open up predictions. We have got the um, instilled envelopes. Uh, of course, so we can't uh, dot that and or change any of the results here. Uh, let me just open them. And we should say that we start a kickoff. With Renee Young, Peter Rosenberg, and David Utunga. And we see the Miz being interviewed backstage, and he says it's five versus three. How can they have the disadvantage? What else do we see on kickoff, Dan? Um, we've got a GPD musical performance confirmed by Angle, and Jason Jordan doesn't seem too happy about it. No, Emma was interviewed, and she seems confident, even though she has to go against it. Yes, well, I don't know why she's going against the Empress of Tomorrow tonight. <laughs> she is so confident, you're right. Uh, and then we see Drew Gulak, and he invaded the panel. His PowerPoint presentation had been cancelled. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was understandably upset about it. Yes, well, he said, I am sick and tired of being silenced. They cut me for time. 
Well, at least he's taken it well. <laughs> yeah, he seems fine. We saw AJ being interviewed, and he says a demon has never been beaten, and he's glad to be the what to be the first one to defeat him. Well, you know that'd be interesting to see if that comes true or not. But uh, Mickey James is in the social media lounge, and she says age is just a number. And tonight she becomes seven-time champ. Yeah, will that be the number here tonight? And of course, a pre-show match to start all things off is a match I think everybody's been looking forward to. It's Sasha Banks versus Fox. I'm a we're a well old machine here at the WNR podcast because uh, oh, it's me to go first. So Dan, if you would ask me the question, James, who have you gone for in Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks? I have gone for. Start off, easy one, Sasha Banks. I too have gone for the basher. For the banks, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I think the build-up sums it up uh, a little bit better than uh, anything else because at least she's faced, what, Alicia Fox twice on Raw the previous couple of weeks? She has indeed, yes, and she's crazy like a fox. Yeah, I mean, and she's beaten Fox twice. We saw Fox have a little bit of breakdown backstage at Raw saying where, she's t-shirt, where her T-shirt is and laying out. Sasha Banks, and I, and I think Banks is a star, you know? Yeah. And I think going against Alicia Fox, I think there can only be one winner. I think there really can. Uh, we'll see how we start off the show here. And you said to me as well, I think last week's the first pay-per-view that we've had three women's matches on. It is indeed, yes. We've got the women's championship match. Um, Alexa Bliss going against Mickey James. We've got Oscar going against Ember. And we've also got Alicia Fox and Sasha Banks. So. Yeah. yeah. I think the SmackDown pay-per-views for me bring a little bit more excitement, you know? You know, I think they've been varying. I think with both shows, they've had three good matches and four not so good. So, you yeah. know, they could have had six great matches if they was still kind of in cahoots with each other. Yeah, cahoots. That's a great word for us. You know, Nakamura, Orton... Why did she go fight? Because <laughs> she's crazy. She is crazy. Uh, yeah, all our favourites are on SmackDown, it seems, on Raw. I mean, we've got a couple of favourites, don't get me wrong. But it's, I think with SmackDown, they edge it more because, obviously, Bobby Roode's entrance, Nakamura's entrance, you know. Or Randy Orton's entrance. Exactly, Randy Orton being the role. Course, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger, yeah, exactly. Nakamura. So the rule. Nakamura twice. Did we say Nakamura? Sorry, that's is how that good, good he is. That's how good the entrance is. I mean, tonight we're going to get Balor uh, as the demon entrance. And, and AJ Styles. And AJ Styles. Yeah, I, mean, I think that match for me, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to. First time ever have they wasted it. But let's not get carried away because we, we talk about Banks versus Fox. And then the early game looked like Banks was in control up until the ad break. And. And then, for some strange reason, it seems Fox has got control back. It's almost like they planned it, Dan. Well, you know, it always happens during an ad break. (laughs) And uh, when we come back to the action, we see uh, Banks and Fox. And Fox just throws Banks to the outside, goes for a pin cover on the way for thin match outside, which, you know, it's uh, not a false count anywhere match, love. But hey-ho. Yeah, but like you said, crazy like a Fox. And fair play to her to be employed with the WWE for 10 years. Yes, that's correct. Alicia Fox has been around 10 years. I yeah, de- dare you I've to name me. I've not noticed her for the past, <laughs> yeah. since the past two years, though. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. She does seem a bit crazy. Like, credit to her. She does seem a little bit out there, don't she? You know, so. What are they doing with, with Banks and what would you do with her? <laughs> um, <laughs> Easy. I was going to ask that about Bliss. <laughs> uh, I don't, well, at least they're giving her time. You know, which is more than I can say about Bailey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's missing out again. Um, 
but you know, there's there's so many. I don't think they want to overshadow, obviously, the champion and, of course, Oscar. Now, it's, yeah, it's going to be kind of like the most of the limelight is going to be on her. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, to make the Oscar character work as well in WWE, she needs to be undefeated in my mind, for you know, to kind of build that up. And it's going to have to take someone incredible to beat her. Yeah, and it, you can't, you know, no fucking. She's got to be champion now for a, a, when she does become champion for a long amount uh, for amount of time that she, you know, maybe not in NXT, but what would be nice if she was women's champion i know we're talking far into the future but you know how they do the um oh, not the the brand split the what's it called you know when they superstar shaker yeah like a superstar shaker oscar goes over to dance to forfeit the raw's champion so she never defeated there either yeah. you know what i mean or, or so, there is ways of not fucking up oscar and it breathes new life into the women's division because no then, one like, you know you could have when Ember Moon eventually makes her main roster debut. You could say, like, you know, we had a few matches in the past. I'm set out to defeat you. Yada, yada, yada. And she goes on and beats her eventually there. What's really interesting about that is, like I say, it, it should happen. Because Emma the tonight, they had the match at NXT TakeOver London a couple of years ago, yeah. which was a really good match. And, you know, you see them both of the main roster now. You, you would think that Ember Moon, uh, people like Nikki Cross in NXT... I think even Peyton Royce and uh, Billy, Liv, Kay. Billy Kay, and he said Liv Morgan, uh, <laughs> Billy Kay would, would be good on the main roster. But focusing on Fox and Banks, and Fox looks to be in control of the majority of this match. Banks gets it, but I think a uh, harder match than I was expecting. What do you think of that, Dan? Yeah, you know, um, Fox had pretty much all the offense throughout that match, and Banks, you know, she had a couple of moves, got in the bank statement at the end and won it. I mean, it was as simple as that. You know, Sasha Banks gets the victory. What happens now? Does she look uh, towards the women's title picture, of course, with Bliss? And then you've got a factor in Oscar. I don't think it was a great match. I'm not going to be too too harsh on these two. I think it was uh, a lot of people still fitting into the arena. After that, we both get the first point of the night. So we get a point on the board. So it's one point. It is one all. But what we're going to do now, of course, as we always do, that is the end of kickoff. And we move on to our main show, and let's have a look at the promo. Every great story has a beginning, middle, and end. But tonight, this story gets a new chapter. Huge news for WWE's TLC pay-per-view event. For the first time in 11 years, WWE Hall of Famer and current Raw General Manager Kurt Angle will compete in a WWE ring. Due to medical issues, Roman Reigns will be unable to compete in the five-on-three handicap match main event. But... As revealed on WWE.com this past Friday, the Olympic gold medalist will take Roman's place. Look, little girl. Nia broke down barriers for women in the WWE all before you were wearing a training bra. You are... Defeat you. Grandma, 
Now I'm gonna be running circles around you. She is walking destructive. No one's ready. No one is ready for Oscar. First time in 11 years, six-time world champion Kurt Angle joins forces with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. This will be a car wreck. This will be insane. A witch crew. Wow, what an interesting promo. Do you think they had Saint lined up there for the whole Shield reunion? Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of been a bit of a cut and shut on that part. It was just showing highlights from Angle's career. I think it was just slapped together, really. But uh, I think it might have been the same video they used for his Hall of Fame induction hmm, ceremony. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Possibly. a lot of uh, very similar videos for Kurt Angle. But he is back in action tonight after 11 years away. But so much else here in Minneapolis. I can't even say that place. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, we're here live. Believe in the shield and Kurt Angle. I wonder what match is going to start us off. Oscar's going to kill you. I'm glad I've got my t-shirt on here because it looks like we're starting off with another women's. And it's going to be Emma versus Oscar. Now, Dan, I have the difficult question of asking you, <laughs> who have you gone for in this match? Well, this this was a very difficult one for me. And it's not on the fact of who was going to win. It's just going to how much Oscar was going to win by. (laughs) Of course, I've gone for Oscar. Well, I thought maybe WWE might try something different here. And what a victory on her first... No, I can't. Oscar. Oscar. She she goes from undefeated to unbeaten. Yeah, she goes to Kurt, uh, Kurt Hawkins' partner. No, I have gone for the Empress of... Tomorrow. Do you know how confident I am? We've you... got two points <laughs> <each>. <laughs> We we don't know. We don't we just don't know. But yeah, I've written kickoff for the first match and Oscar for the second match. Here we go, let's turn it up. She might be bringing a big trail out, but can she live a big trail of destruction? James, it is a very awe-inspiring entrance, but you have to be there live, and you have to be front row. Yeah, I mean, just imagine if you're front row right now as she's come to that corner, and you can just see her. I mean, the most dominant woman in NXT history has arrived in WWE on Raw. And I think the, the, the question is, like you say, with Oscar, is... Will they fuck it up? And and this is a question you don't want to ask when a superstar arrives. But Oscar's so special. 
and the highest ranked woman of, I should say, nowadays on the WNR 125 we did for women. I mean, she was in the top 10 and no one got, I mean, Charlotte, I think, got 10, but no one else got close to Oscar. She has impressed us so much. Dan, for anybody who's never seen Oscar before, why don't you explain a little bit about her? Um, she's basically the queen of strong style. She, you know, don't have full, yeah, she's the most vicious, fe- well, wrestler going, not even fe- male or male. She's put, you know, 500 and oh, did, something day streak. Yeah, 523 day streak she had, yeah. With the title, you know, she's been undefeated. She's beaten Goldberg's undefeated record. Yep. Which, you know, Goldberg's one may or may not have been fudged a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is a genuine streak, and and a couple of things, a couple of points you make there. We've said in the past, or I've said that her strikes are the one of the best in wrestling, man or woman. It doesn't matter the way Oscar kicks, the way she throws the strikes is awe inspiring. And anybody you know in NXT, think, oh, she's just in NXT. That involved people like Sasha Banks there, Becky Lynch leading the charge you know people like Finn Balor who's facing AJ Styles later he was champ when Oscar was women's champion you know Samoa Joe Oscar was still there being dominant in the division so anybody who just thinks oh you know we're not sure about uh literally buy shares in Oscar you will not you know you will not be uh disappointed I mean a difficult question for you Dan I mean if we're going to talk about keys to victory if Emma has to is to spring out the biggest upset in WWE history, what she have to do? Cheat. If she wants to win, she has to cheat. There's no way she's going to be Oscar toe to toe. No, I, I don't. Emma is a great wrestler. She's not really had a chance on Raw. Emma, who kicked Oscar off the apron and uh, Oscar seemed to hurt herself, is now trying to control the Empress of Tomorrow. Can she get it down? This might be it. No. But still, she they had a good reaction for her, her entrance. We've had good build up. We've seen the uh, vignettes of uh, Oscar and how dominant she's been. And this is just hopefully the payoff now against Emma. She kicks Emma's legs out of her and she goes straight down to her ass. Yeah, but Emma rolled up Oscar and caught her by surprise then. Yeah, ripped her down to the mat by her, goes for a cover again, but Oscar kicking out. Ah, well, we talked about uh, cheating on Emma. Overconfidence on Oscar's part may be the only thing that might be her downfall. We saw it in later days of NXT, didn't we? Where she was said she had nobody to challenge her, and she kind of, I would say, took it easy. I should also say that she broke a collarbone in her last match and still finished and won the match as well. <laughs> I mean, you know. Indeed, like... <laughs> yes. Well, if you go back and listen to that one, you'll hear my experiences on breaking my yeah. collarbone and how I couldn't even drive over a speed bump, let alone finish a wrestling match but maybe emma knows that and she's targeting that area she's put oscar in a tree of woe and she's just pulling her hair and uh yeah she's got oscar in all sorts of trouble and we don't usually see oscar like this of course this is may- maybe you know a lot of people's first time of seeing oscar but she's not usually being beaten up like this as emma's <laughs> gonna run towards her oh flying cross body in the corner as oscar was in a seated position goes for another cover Oh, but the offense has been all Emma. The way that they've built Oscar up, she should be going Braun Strowman for him all pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying 30 seconds, but you would expect her to be, you know, over in five minutes in quite dominating fashion. I mean, it might turn that way, but Emma's getting in. I would say ten more strikes than I thought she would. Oscar gets out of it, but oh, Emma just with a strike to Oscar. 
and that uh, fires Oscar <laughs> up. And she starts screaming in Emma's face. Oh. And going nose to nose. Oscar with the shove. Ducks Emma's close on attempt. Rolls through. Rolls Emma up. Two. Oh. oh but Emma with a kick out. Uh-huh. Oh. And Oscar's <laughs> keeping her finger on the poles, bouncing off the ropes and just taking Emma out. Well, both women down at the moment, trying to get their breath to get into the match. And Emma has stopped momentum early, early, uh, fuck me, early days. And that should be credit to her. You know, a lot of hype about Oscar. And Emma at the moment is uh, is on the level, on the level, on the level, goes to strike Oscar. Oscar dodges out of the way. Well, on a flurry of offense with her kicks. And then she just stamps on Emma's fingers, targeting multiple body parts. Jumps away up to the drop kick off of it. Well, this is a fury of Oscar. It doesn't matter what body part. You talk about targeting. She doesn't need to. The kicks will take the legs out. The punches will take the, uh, you know, the, look at the kicks and the, the to the face right at the moment. She's holding Emma's hand and Emma's just draping there as Oscar's <laughs> pulling her up by her arm and kicking her in the head. Referee might need to check this. Working over the arm for, of course, the Oscar lock. Uh, a forearm and, of course, the Emma lock as well. So it's, it's, it's namesake locks versus... <laughs> But I think the Oscar lock, though, is a bit more uh, dangerous than the Emma lock. But Emma thought she had it there. Now, Emma just rubbing Oscar's face into the mat. And Emma trying to roll out the way. Don't get me wrong, Oscar could beat you in so many ways. <laughs> Different submission holds. She might get beaten like this. Ooh. Oh, Emma's struggling a little bit. Oh, and as the legs trap, Oscar's got around her waist. German oh. suplex. Well, Emma rolls to the outside to try and get out of the way of Oscar's offense. It hasn't been a lot in this match, but Oscar seems determined to start with a victory. Going on the apron again, where she got caught earlier by Emma. Oh, oh. Emma just throws Oscar off the apron to them mats. Oh, yeah. I mean, those mats, you've, you've told me many a time, but how thin are they, you know? Barely micrometers, millimetres thick. And that's what Oscar just landed on. You heard the splat. <laughs> you had to splat from here. And Emma throws Oscar in. Oh! Big kick to the head from Oscar, though. Walked right into it, and now... Oscar lock, locked in. And she got it all in. Oh, yep. Now, <laughs> no, yeah, the she great drags her to the mat. Legs wrapped round. There we go. No chance. Good night, Emma. Well, there you go. Oscar gets the victory. The fans seem to enjoy it, but I don't think that... I don't think it should have been as competitive as that. I think no. I think Emma got too many strikes, and I think Oscar, like we said, five-minute kind of... Uh, Job. I mean, with Oscar there, you wouldn't say she's dominant. You just say no. I could, you know, I could imagine that in a match against someone with a bit more reputation than Emma. You know, i.e. Banks, Charlotte, Bliss. You know, someone with a a bit of a something about them. But yeah, you know, Emma. It's, who's Emma? Oh, exactly. Especially the first night on Raw. You know, and to have to put up that much of a fight. I don't know if WWE saying like, oh, this is what everybody wants, but. I think if you, you're trying to build Oscar up, she kind of, you know, I'm not going to say out of, out of nowhere, but the finish did kind of come out of nowhere because she was in the middle of the ring. Emma Kate was on the outside dominating, came back in, got caught with a kick, Oscar locked, that was it. So yeah. you could argue maybe, you know, oh, Oscar caught out Emma rather than just beating her. But it is good to see Oscar, and I'm not going to be too downhearted because we both get another point. So it's two all as you head into the next one. And what did you think of Oscar's debut? Again, you know, she didn't look as strong as she has done in NXT. I mean, she's been going against some great competition. Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, you know, and she was more dominating against them than she was against against Emma, who's a bit of a, 
Nobody, really. Yeah. But we will move on and, and hopefully, like you say, things can only get better. But two women's matches to get left, which is, of course, Dan's favourite coming up later on the show. Uh, let's hope this card can uh, get into things. But it's good Oscars here. And we see the bar with the Miz backstage. And they seem ever so confident. Think of their chances here tonight. <laughs> um, slim to none. But, they, got know, more- they have got a monster among men and they've got a new... Reformed Kane as well, so yeah. Well speaking of which the monster has just shown up and said he'll doesn't he doesn't need to be told what to do with the Miz and the bar, he'd do his own thing. And just stay out of my way. But yeah, I mean do they have more of a chance than Emma does? Well Emma did. Uh <laughs> yeah, again, you know, with the numbers game, it's uh it should go in their favour. Kurt Angle, maybe he's got a bit of ring rust. Exactly. Maybe they can uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe they can target Angle, and he could be maybe he's a weak link of the team. Ah, oh, press the wrong button. Oh. But then, you know, you have Braun Strowman taking out Angle, and then you've got effectively two on one, two two on one. Yeah. So you know the Bar can team up and take out Ambrose. Miz and Kane can team up and take out Rollins. Well, Kane has just showed up backstage. And he looks like he means business here tonight. And like I said, these five very impressive men. But going against Ambrose, Rollins and Angle, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. most definitely, yeah. Yeah, Do the two things that everybody likes. The fists together. And it's true, it's true. And only the Miz could be that annoying. Yay! A performance from the GP. Listen to him. Listen to him. What do you listen to him for? Oh, oh Lisbon. Sorry. My name's Philai Samson. Inside. Oh, yes, yeah, this Well, the GPDs, uh, GPD is out here. I'll tell you what, the response he gets is quite, you know, and then he, he insults the town with his first line and, like, he gets a big boo. Are you becoming a little bit of a fan of GPD? I'm not becoming a fan. <laughs> no, I just think it's quite comical. Well, what is not comical is what Jason has just done. And that's come out here with a shopping trolley and thrown fruit all over the GPD. I don't know what it's about. I don't want to focus on it. Can we please move on? Kurt Angle said... Actually, I'll say that and I'm going to talk about it. Kurt Angle said that GPD could have a musical performance later. And then Jason Jordan has just done that and interrupted it. Oh, well, James, it's my first <laughs> W and I'm looking very much forward to it. Well, Nigel McGuinness and Vic Joseph here, Corey Graves' little brother. And that means we're going to have a cruiserweight match now. And it is the tag team. It's Kendrick and Jack Gallagher versus Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander. And even though they're a tag team, they're not coming out together, Kendrick and Gallagher. I don't know Indeed, yes. if they had a word backstage and were like, no, no, we're going to come out separate. Well, a man with a plan here. Who has the brightest future of these four men? Now, either personally or what you think is going to happen in WWE, which of these four man, four men have got the brightest future? It's got to be the gentleman, Jack Gallagher. Do you think he can still be saved? I mean, I've not been a fan of the Hill Gallagher recently. No, you know, he's changing up. He's keeping him relevant, you know, and especially the way he did change as well as he came down, pointing the umbrella at Brian Kendrick and then... Uh, attacked Alexander. Because we see what happened, yeah, the, the beat down on Cedric Alexander. Will Jack Gallagher become... 
I think he definitely has a potential, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yes or no, will he become? Yes. Yes, all right, there we go. Uh, I'm not sure. I think out of everybody there, I think Rich Swan for me, has got the most potential because he's so likeable. And I think Jack's got that as well, his baby face kind of role. But I think the same about Rich Swan when he comes out, he does put a smile on my face, plus he's excellent in the ring. I think Cedric Alexander time is probably the hottest prospect out of the four just because of the way we've seen him be booked as of late, you know, and he's coming out here. Don't like his ring attire, but it can always change. Prediction-wise, Dan, I'll tell you what I've gone for. Now, I used my head over my heart in this one because I thought, well, Gallagher and Kendrick need the victory because they're a new formed Hill team. But WWE never usually does it that way. So that's why I've gone for Alexander and Cedric. Ah, that's <laughs> very uh, forward-thinking. Again, you know, I wasn't sure this is a match that could go either way, and would it hurt, or would anyone gain anything from it if it did go either way? Well, that's the thing. It wouldn't really matter, would it? You know, I, I think it, it matters more for a Jack and Brian victory because they've become hills together, you know. But like I can say with WWE's way of thinking, anything could happen. But who have you gone for, then? Well, anyway, I have gone for Brack Goldrick. <laughs> it's out of the name you come up. So Brian, <laughs> Brian, Jack, Kendrick Gallagher. What's the name again? Brack Goldrick. Brack Goldrick. I I think he was in Hufflepuff in uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> because how good Cedric's been as of late. Who's going to be cruiserweight champion in the future? Um, <laughs> any one of these four guys, as long as it's not Enzo fucking Amore. I think that's made my decision a little bit as well. I've honestly think it has because I thought, well, if Enzo does become champion here tonight, then he's going to need a babyface challenger, and that could be Alexander because Alexander could say, look, you sneaked a couple of victories over me on 205 Live. But I want Jack and Brian to win because I think Jack needs all the help he can. And at the moment, they've taken all the fun away from him, you know, and I'm just like, I'm a little bit panicked. But Rich Swan starting with the chops and the early going. As he gets thrown headfirst into the... Second turnbuckle and Kendrick tags in Jack Gallagher. Well, uh, Jack Brack Brian is showing all his the kind of veteran now, throwing him into the corner, and he's going to be in Jack's head. And we've spoken about it with Tazara not going with the lessons learned by Kendrick. Jack is just soaping all this up. Brian Kendrick has been there and done that, hasn't he? In his uh, he has indeed. Yeah, he's you know he's had quite a long illustrious career in wrestling. He's probably the oldest one. Of these four, or well, definitely the oldest yeah. one of these four, I'd say. But Rich Swan there, starting with a drop kicks, tags in Cedric. Oh, lovely blind tag by Alexander. And then Kendrick makes his own blind tag in. Oh. But he gets taken out by Alexander. And Cedric with a drop kick, sending Brian to the outside, nips up as well. Which way is he going to go? Cedric going to go flying. Oh, oh, he looked to take Kendrick out. But he got tripped <laughs> by Gallagher. And then Swan comes out and Swan dives on Gallagher. <laughs> Taking him out. And now Kendrick running towards Swan. Oh, he gets low bridged. Alexander's going to go flying. Is he going to take both of them out? No, Brian Jack. Oh. oh. Takes them both out and lands on his feet. Oh, that was great athleticism by Cedric Alexander there. Being able to land on his feet after that high flying move. It's a thing of beauty. And uh, Cedric and Swan got the matching trunks as well. They could become a tag team. I'm not saying, you know. They might be. The Cruiserweight Tag Team Division, we've spoken about it. Would it be a good thing? I think it would, you know, especially if these were for tag team titles. 
extra something special to it, wouldn't it? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Do you reckon it's our confusion of the two that's put them together? I think it might have done. I think it's confusion of everybody, you know, especially when Rich is like, oh, which one is it again? You know, not not in that way. It's the way WWE have kind of have used them. But that was a lovely tilt well backbreaker by Cedric there. Oh, he looks set to climb up to the top rope to take out Kendrick, but Gallagher with the interference, allowing Kendrick enough time to get up and drag uh, drag Swan off the second ropes. Yeah, Swan came down hard there on the canvas, and Kendrick making sure Rich couldn't go anywhere, tags in Jack. That's a stereotypical Brit for you. Exactly. I'm surprised he doesn't come out in the bowler hat, you know, throwing tea at everybody, but give it time. With a big Winston Churchill. Yeah. Well, he used to do that as a face anyway, didn't he? So, I mean, bring back Rainbow Jack. I know this... Uh, it's still early in his WWE career. There's, there's hope. There's, there's still hope. We talked about Oscar earlier. I don't want to be too uh, downhearted on this page. We know WWE's track record. Jack tags in Brian now. So who do you reckon's working better as a well-oiled machine? Do you reckon uh, Kendrick and Gallagher or Swan and Alexander? I think it's definitely Swan and Alexander. What we've seen of them, they're kind of high-flying moves together as well. They, if you were watching this and you didn't you know, know anything about 205 Live, you would say... Cedric and Swan are the proper tag team and Kendrick and Jack have been thrown together because that's what it looks like at the moment. Yeah. Rich Swan in the wrong part of town. Rich Swan getting worn down now by Brian. Started off with a face in control. I was a little bit worried, but now the hill's slowly taking over. A hot tag in for uh, Alexander soon. Yeah. I think when he does come in, it will be hot and... Ooh. Oh, but Gallagher's enticing Alexander to come in. Taunting Cedric, but he's... Don't take your eyes off Rich Swan, former Cruiserweight champion. You know, two of these guys in here have been Cruiserweight well, champion I before. I think Kendrick had him uh, in control. Oh, right. Uh, behind the referee's back. That's probably why Jack did the distraction for so Brian could get a couple of shots in. Indeed, yeah. Now Jack's got hold of Rich Swan in the corner. Oh, but Swan elbowing Jack off the apron and eliminating Kendrick from the Royal Rumble. Can he get the much-needed tag to his partner? Jack trying to stop Rich from getting there, and he does. Oh. Grabs his trunks. Goes to drop him over his shoulder, but Swan tags in Alexander, who takes out Gallagher. Is Jackie Boy the legal man? I might have got a blind tag in, but I think referee's thinking Jack is the legal guy. Cedric just kicked Jack's head off. Two. Oh, oh. but Gallagher would have kicked out. Oh. Lovely handspring kick there by Cedric. Trying to get the crowds on his side. Shoulder barge, followed up by a kick. And now Alexander's going to go flying with a springboard oh. clothesline takedown. Fucking hell, do you think Jack... Goes for a cover. One, two. Oh, but Kendrick pulling Alexander off. I'd say, no, Jack there turned midway through Cedric's move. Need to hurt himself. Rich one off the stairs. Oh! But gets caught by Kendrick, who suplexes him onto them way for Finn Matz. And he gets a tag in. Kendrick's illegal man throws Alexander back in the ring. Alexander oh. with a roll-up. One, two. Oh, oh, but Kendrick managing to kick out. Oh. Boot to the face, followed up by a super kick from Kendrick. Gets him down. Captain's hook. Tap out, man. Tap out. Middle of the ring. Nowhere to go. Brian Kendrick here is going to make Cedric. No, he rolls oh, Cedric. Alexander rolls him over. Oh, did he get his shoulder up? Oh, yeah. He did. Kendrick turns it round. Oh, but look at Rich Swan off the top. Oh, oh. Beautiful Phoenix splash there on Kendrick. I'm I'm really confused who the legal guy is now. I think it's Kendrick and Alexander. 
Well, oh, oh, Jack Gallagher with a headbutt to the chest of Swan taking him out. And one of the most vicious moves in the WWE. And now it's Kendrick and Cedric. Lumbar check. Oh, hits a target. Pulls Brian in. One, two, fuck you up the arse. <laughs> Cedric Alexander gets eviction. I don't care about hills. I don't care about normal stories, Dan. This is the WWE. Storylines are dead now. <laughs> But that does mean that I do get the point. Three to up. Um, Dan, what do you think of the match? It was quite a good match. Very fast-paced. What each man has to achieve from this. You know, as you say, potentially a, a title shot in the not-too-distant future. But, again, you know, a very entertaining match. Yeah, I mean, the stuff they do is brilliant. But I don't know when they will get more time because it, it seems to be... Like, if they're not on a kickoff show having a quick match, they're on it. And this has been the shortest match of the other two we've had. And you would think if they had a little bit longer to tell a proper story, it could have turned into a great match. But still, like I said, the, the high-flying action there, the Phoenix Splash and the a, um, lumbar check, I mean, it's a great move. But I'm, I am worried about Gentleman Jack. But Cedric and Rich Swan are victorious. And <laughs> Jack is not happy. Has he made the right choice? Maybe he'll get rid of Brian. And Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander look like a proper tag team here tonight. They do indeed, yes. Oh, look, and The Rock said that it's great Kurt Angle is back here tonight. I mean, it's good uh, Dwayne Johnson is uh, still a part of the WWE family. But up next, it is the Raw Women's Championship. And, of course, it's Alexa Bliss. Dan, your favourite, versus Mickey James. Let's have a look. At the promo. The following contest is a fatal five-way match for the Raw Women's Championship. Boom! Oh, shoulder first. Bailey launched into Emma. Oh, and a DDT by Bliss. Here's the cover. Hooks the leg on Bailey. Is it enough? The Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. I don't know if you saw, but I just completely ran through the entire women's division. It wasn't the entire division. Who am I going to face next? There's like Mickey James, and she's somebody you've got to consider a contender. You know what? You're right. You know, Mickey has had an amazing career mm-hmm. a long time ago. Bottom line is, nobody wants to see me defend my title against an old lady. I don't need to prove anything to any of you because I entire women's division the way i see it is you didn't beat me what i want is for you to repeat what you said last night on raw talk but i want you to do it to my face mickey you are an old lady enough was enough mickey didn't want to hear Mickey James. I am a six-time women's champion. I have broken bones, I have broken hearts, and I have broke down barriers for women in the WWE all before you were wearing a training bra. Based on your career history being a six-time women's champion, you will have your championship match versus Alexa Bliss at TLC. 
that TLC. I'm going to be running circles around you. There's only one Raw Women's Champion, the only true goddess, Alexa Bliss. That's why I'm holding the Raw Women's Championship, and I'll still be holding it after Sunday. Isn't it past your bedtime, Grandma? So yeah, that was the promo for Mickey James and Bliss, and it's been basically centered on, well, Mickey James's age, you know, and that's the interesting thing because how can Mickey be too old when she's thirty-eight years old, and Kurt Angle's in the main event tonight is forty-eight, so ten years older. Yet Kurt Angle's in his prime still, and so is Kane, who's like near in fifty, and Mickey James at thirty-eight. But why do you think that is for Dan? You know, there's not really much else you know uh beforehand they was bullying mickey calling her piggy james and i don't think you can kind of get away with anything like that nowadays so you know the only thing to do is say you're old <laughs> yeah just call them really old <laughs> yeah bliss said that she was a fan of uh, mickey james back in the day she helped her get to the wwe she's wearing mum jeans and you can say she, she's, she's definitely wearing some mum jeans here dreams here she's dedicated this match to her son but will she be successful going against Dan's woman, it may be, Alexa Bliss? So who have you gone for in this one? After the impressive performance that Mickey James put against Nia Jack, she pretty much had her beat until Alexa Bliss interrupted. It's got me thinking, well, Mickey wins, but Bliss retains. Mickey wins, but so you've done you've done a bliss retains though. You've you've done a retains. You brought retains into it. No, I've not brought retains into it. I've <laughs> I've put Mickey wins. So you've but Alexa cheats like you know she pulls the referee. She you know, okay. So if that happens, you get the point, right? So if Mickey if Mickey wins, then but, I get the point. Yeah, but if Bliss retains. Obviously not, no. I don't Apart get from point. any other way. Like, yeah, the, if, the most, if this it, wins, then I don't get the point, obviously. Yeah. No, I'm saying if Mickey James, though, if she, if the exact scenario is to play out, that's your point there, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, okay, there we go. Well, anyway, to uh, even complicate the matters, I have also... No, I've just got Bliss straight out. I've got <laughs> Bliss... Because Bliss has got a date with Destiny, in my eyes. She's got a date with me. She's, well, not only a date with you, Dan, but also Oscar. And Oscar's going to kill her. And uh, it's only a matter of time, and Bliss needs to look strong heading into that one. Whether it be uh, in the December, you know, Survivor Series it happens, or the December pay-per-view, or even the Royal Rumble, you would expect Oscar to win the title sooner rather than later. And I think Mickey James is at a stage in her career where, you know, she should be putting over the younger talent as well, you know? So Mickey was just looking strong against Nia to look strong in this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to make everybody think maybe she's got a chance. And don't get us wrong. Well, don't get me. He's a six-time women's champion, though. So if anybody get the job done, it's definitely Mickey James. But you're interested to see what happens and, and how it works out tonight. What does Mickey James have to do, then, if she wants to win this one? I, I think, you know, she needs to use her age and experience. You know, she's fought some... Brilliant competitors, women who've made it quite high on our list. Yeah, yeah. You know, Hall of Famers, and, you know, she just needs to use all, all her experience against the much younger Bliss and, you know, just try and frustrate her. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she slaps her on her biscuit butt, as she said earlier. Bliss not happy about that. I think you're right. I think Jack, Mickey James most definitely beat Alexa Bliss. I think with Bliss, she's still not in her prime yet, if we talk about that. Still a lot of growing up and uh, getting into... 
you know, uh, grown into her role. She's done ever so well from coming up from NXT. More credit than I had given her. You know, I didn't think she really... With her and Carmella coming up from NXT, I thought, oh, out of all the women there, maybe that's not the best choice. I've been proved wrong, especially with Alexa Bliss. But I think that Mickey James definitely can get the job done. Oh, but Mickey's certainly looking more the aggressor in the early goings in this match as she delivers a thunderous kick to the head of James, uh, to the head of Bliss. Her nose might be broken there by one of Mickey James's strikes. First championship that's been on the line here tonight. Will we see a new women's champion, Mickey James, elbow in the corner? Well, we should get that illustrious seventh time. Well, only Trish Stratus has got the seventh of seven at the, that I can think of. I mean, Mae Young did hold on for it for about 40 years, but... <laughs> yeah. Apples and oranges, really. And look at Blish. I mean, why do you like Alexa Bliss so much? I mean, people might not know you like her so much, but why is that? Not only is she beautiful, but I don't know. She's got an aggressive side. I think she plays the hill part really well. Everything about her, she she could be a bitch, if you know what I mean, yeah. like, you know, and get away with it. I, I think what's a credit to Bliss, and I, you know, when she first started, if you go back to her NXT days, she was this kind of baby face where she was, you know, all happy and smiley. That's why I finished as a sparkle splash, and she came out like that. Fans didn't really get on board, and to be able to change that character to make it work, turn it more into Harley Quinn as well, you know, that kind of uh, thing she's got going on. I think it's worked really well for her, to be fair. And I think she's one of the standouts, uh, especially the women this year. If we talk about women of the year, we're getting towards the end of the year now. I mean, Bliss has been total picture there or thereabouts for the majority well, of the year. Well, you know, she? she's the first ever Raw and SmackDown women's champion. You know, uh, uh, an accolade that I thought that was going to go to Charlotte, which obviously didn't. No, uh, it's, it's credit, like I say, credit to Bliss as she's trying to wear Mickey James down. But... I mean, people, you know, Mickey James back in the day, she was crazy when she first joined as well. You know, we talk about her early days feuding with Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. You know, we all know how that went. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Mickey James has got a crazy side. I think Bliss does look at that and think, that's what I can do. Because Mickey James, credit to her, I think it's been forgotten about in recent years. Uh, you know, six-time women's champion. I mean, did you know she was a six-time women's champion? No, I don't know. Is that many? No, I, I think it's a problem with what WWE do, is that they uh, once the wrestler leaves, you know, they kind of get forgotten about rather than the history talked about and the accomplishments. So when they do eventually come back, you're like, oh, Mickey James, oh, you've not spoken about her for five years. You know, what, why does she matter? And then WWE decided to build up, up their stars themselves. Mickey James didn't come back and go straight into the women's title match. I think this is her first title opportunity since returning last year. Yeah, well, I think, didn't she have a match against Oscar? She did. That was her first match back in NXT. Yeah, yeah she came back, lost to Oscar. Again, Oscar, we've seen tonight, was dominant over Mickey James. Made her way to SmackDown as like the masked luchadoress or whatever that was with Bliss. Then we say the rest is history. Bliss getting a little bit frustrated now. So with four matches, this is our fourth match. And we've seen this is the third women's match. Do you think yeah. they're playing them too soon? I think that, well, uh, first off, it's good maybe they're not going to be filler because I think you need to stop gapping between the, the Balor Styles match and obviously yeah. the TLC match. Well, Kendrick and Gallagher against Alexander and Swan was a kind of a filler match yeah. uh, you know, after <laughs> yeah, Oscar yeah. and then before Bliss. I think that, yeah, and, and I think that they're definitely up. To say, like, Oscar debuted, that's one thing. Like I said, little filler match, and now this. It's like, this is women's title, this is going to mean something. I think it's good. I don't know if the fans are getting on board. But for me, and I don't want to be horrible, but I don't feel the pay-per-view started yet. You know, like, 
Uh, We're still in the kickoff. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. The Oscar debut was good, but not as good as I had hoped for. No. And the other couple of matches, you know, like you said, easily be on kickoff. And uh, no offense to Bliss, but if this was like a SummerSlam or Survivor, I think this could be, you know. Well, again, you know, it's. uh, I know there's women matches that deserve to have the main event on pay per views, but this. This doesn't, you know, oh, it's, well. a, it's a women's title match, but I don't know, it doesn't have main event feel to it. No, it doesn't, does it? You know, and uh, I don't know if it's just because of the storyline-wise or what it is, but it, it's been kind of uh, bad. But I will tell you something, as we've been talking, the action has up there. It has, yeah, both women throwing lefts and rights at each other and then, you know, following it up with a move that James loves. Both women kicking each other in the head and, you know, both down to the mat and the referee's counting. Yeah, exchanging the slaps. Mick James going for the super kick missing. And then uh, it, it's, it's just th- when they turn it up, and this is why I don't understand WWE don't do it, especially at pay-per-view. Yeah, you just have that st- speed or that, you know, intensity throughout the majority of the match. And then pay-per-view become more enjoyable. There is no difference at the moment between a pay-per-view and a Raw yeah. Uh, sometimes it, you would argue Raw probably has the better matches now. You know, it's not like they go out of their ways. And this, you know, despite me being uh, really biased towards Alexa Bliss, I can't really name a great Bliss match. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, it, I actually can't think one. They had ones with Bailey was slightly disappointment. Uh, well, you know, she completely they? obliterated her at Extreme Rules. Yeah, yeah, with Kendo sticks. You know, that's probably the most powerful she's looked. But, you know, aside from that, it's, you know, you struggle to think of a memorable Bliss match. Yeah. I think this is the problem as well. It's like, uh, it's not just about, you know, it's about how good the matches don't get wrong, but it's the story leading up to it. And I don't think the stories have been that great this year. Like the Bliss and Bailey thing, what happened there, I do not know. And uh, I could, you know, who was Bliss's last challenger? She was in that multi-women match, weren't she, at the last yeah. paper? But again, you... Because there were so many women, Nia Jax was probably the star of that show, weren't she? So yeah. it's difficult to see. But Mickey James finally building momentum. She's going to look to put away Alexa Bliss. Oh, looking for a DDT, but Bliss twisting her arm around, reversing the momentum into a DDT of her own. Oh, but James catches Bliss, bridges out. Oh, oh goes for the cover, but Bliss with a kick out. Ah, Bliss there, nearly caught by Mickey James, but oh, lovely move there. Oh, kind of uh, like a standing sunset flip. <laughs> it was, yeah, very impressive. For oh. Bliss, but Bliss not getting the free that she desired and throwing a little bit of a bitch fit. Yeah, I mean, if you're struggling with Mickey James, what's she going to be like with Oscar? Eh? As Bliss uses that bottom rope to get up, Mickey James may be giving her best shot now. She's definitely the veteran in this match. Bliss going for the but James blocking it. Oh, a flapjack. And a nick and a nip up by Mickey James. James is going up top. Is she going to look to finish Bliss off? Oh, might have been oh. looking in the crowd there. Uh oh. She gets cut off, lands on her shoulder. Could this be the sparkle splash for the victory? Well, Mickey James really selling that shoulder injury and Bliss coming off the top. But Mickey James moves out of the way, and even with that injured shoulder, looking to go up top. Even though the shoulder doesn't look injured anymore. No, exactly, yeah. Seven times women's champions. Big James about to get the job done. Oh, kick off the top rope. Bliss wise, wisely rolls to her front. One, two. Oh. oh. Bliss with a kick out. Oh. 
I think that looked really bad then. I don't know if he's going to go for the drop kick. <laughs> looked like Bliss got out of the way for a certain point, but yeah. that's happened a couple of times tonight. Maybe everybody's feeling a little bit ill. You know, there's a sickness on the roster, isn't there? There is indeed, yes. Yeah. Shame Mojo hasn't been hit with it hard, but or Enzo. Alexa Bliss just got hit hard there by Mickey James' super kick. But Bliss again wisely going to the apron and like to see showing a veteran ways. Two. Oh. Oh. Referee counted, but Bliss managed to kick out. Oh. Mickey James seems a bit distraught, doesn't know what to do. Well, certainly Mickey James with more steam and, you know, Bliss is. <laughs> Because she actually, you know, pull a cheeky victory out the way. Out oh. The way well, just as you said, that referee distracted Mickey James. He got thrown into the turnbuckle. Bliss going Two, for the pin. Three. Um, wow. Pins Mickey James clean. They don't care about Mickey James, Dan. No, they don't. We've stopped, got fi- what we've got to stop doing, and uh, you know, what I've stopped doing is thinking like a booker of like what I want to happen. And I'm going to go, what are WWE going to do? They're going to just destroy Mickey James. Think like a booker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, think like an idiot and you will win. I've done my Jared technique this month. <laughs> you've channeled your inner Jared. I have. And that means, Dan, that I go 4 2 up. Uh, and I'll tell you what, you're going to hope for a couple of good results before we get to the main event. But that is the match. Um, whose go is it? What did I think of the match? I thought it was all right, I suppose. Dan, what do you think of the match? You know, it, this match was more about the loser than, you know, just like in the Oscar-Emma match, it was more about the loser than, than the winner, really. You know, I think the woman on the losing end put up the best fight. And yeah, then, you know, it was just uh, head first into the turnbuckles, followed by a DDT for the victory. Yeah, I mean, Bliss kind of... Then again, I think Mickey James got beaten a lot easier than I thought she would do there. No good moment for Mickey. I, thought, I mean, there was a nice moment in the middle of the match, wasn't it, when it heated up a little bit. But again, I don't think it went out of like three out of five, do you know what I mean, if we're no. going to talk about that. That's why I've not really bothered rating any <clears> of the matches because I don't think it's going to work. But Mickey James getting interviewed now... Now, Mickey Jane's very upset she didn't get the title here tonight. But it's not going to be her last time. You're not, though, are you? No, you're not, though. She says it's going to be the last time. Unless she wins it in the next month. We move on, and let's hope it gets better. Better for me. Well, you need... Yes, you need to pull it out in the next couple of matches, Dan. Offering Kurt Angle, basically, an honorary membership to the Shield. Really? No. I, I don't know. I'm not... Oh, and oh. Angle was in, and you can believe that. Well, we see Ambrose Rollins and Angle talking. Angle saying, of course, he's been away 11 years. He'll do what he can do. And uh, they said, we're not here to talk strategy, like you said, Dan. They gave him the first. But I want to see Kurt Angle coming out, Olympic gold medals, you know. Yeah, I think there's still more time for that. Yeah, okay. And, you know, we've heard him come out. I'd like to see him come out in the crowd with the shield. Wearing the tactical vest. All right, well, fair enough. We'll see what happens in our main event later. But Kurt Angle is back. Hang on a minute. Listen to him talk. I'm getting deja vu. Who wants to take a walk with Elias? Well, GPD was interrupted. And he's come out here because obviously there's nothing better to do on a three-hour pay-per-view than to waste our time with another segment that we've seen. But i tell you something, though, Dan. This man can play a guitar. I'd, I'd rather have 20... Uh, fashion file segments than one GPD segment on a pay-per-view. I'd rather have one <laughs> long mojo snow for fuck's sake. <laughs> a day you of go fiends. from GPD to fucking <laughs> shit cunt. Can only get better. Yes, Dan, we are moving on. 
So we see GPD there, fantastic musical performance. And uh, <laughs> up next, the Cruiserweight title on the line. The champion, Kalisto versus Enzo. What a match this is going to be. Enzo Amore is your new Cruiserweight champion. Thing. I crossed the line, so all you cruise away can fall in line. Hey, back up, think twice. You guys like your job? I dare any one of you to touch me right now. So act smart, I know it's hard for you. Hey, Mufasa, your parents did you a bigger injustice than I ever could when they named you after the Lion King, kid. You got more abs than you do brain cells, Tony Nice, you schmuck. Look at this. Oh, you want to touch me? I have a cool leg. You look like a hobo. What are you wearing, a scuba shirt? What size shirt is that, a medium? None of the cruiserweights at a ringside can have physical contact with you in any way. If they do, they will be fired. But none of this applies to the newest member of the cruiserweight division that I just signed. The former United States champion, Akalisto, one of the most talented luchadors on the planet Earth, and he is staring a hole through Enzo Amore. trying to understand, Kurt, is why Kalisto assaults me and it gets rewarded with a title opportunity at TLC. Explain that. Forget about the match against Kalisto at TLC. How you doing? You're going to put that Grooseway Championship on the line against Kalisto tonight. Your match with Kalisto is a lumberjack match. Enzo Amore defending the Grooseway Championship against Kalisto here tonight. Looking for the Salida del Sol, Enzo able to counter. There it is. And Mustafa Ali makes sure that Enzo doesn't retain. And Enzo once again only has himself to blame. The cheap shot to Mustafa Ali. Ali didn't forget. Kalisto now. Enzo for the second rope. Kalisto for the Salida del Sol. Can Kalisto do it? Champion. For the very first time in the cruiserweight division, there's a luchador as champion. Let's just be real for one minute. Because I got nuked, duped, screwed, and robbed of my cruiserweight championship. And I got money stacked taller than you. I earned that money being a star. I think it sheds some light, and I think some people see it. Hey, that's Devarian and Dar and Nice and Gulak. The Zoe train is coming through. If this alliance stays true, Enzo Amore is more dangerous than ever. I'm Muscles Marinara, and I got the sauce. Because at TLC, I'm taking that lady back, boy. How you do? How, where do you rate Kalista? How good do you think he is? I think he's brilliant. Um, you know, certainly uh, he he made a good impression before the 205 Live come out, I think. You know, he, he was uh, US champion briefly, but he was US champion. Yeah, two-time US champion, yeah. 
tag team champion. But I mean, like I say, he was going to lose the Dragons. But like, is he a considered a great cruiserweight? I wouldn't say he's a great cruiserweight yet. Does he have the potential to be? Yes. Uh, I mean, that's the interesting thing. And because what what do you need to become a great cruiserweight? It's, it's it's a bit of longevity, isn't it? You know. It's kind of being used in main storylines like well, Kalista has been. you know, would you consider Rey Mysterio as a great cruiserweight? Oh, yeah. Mysterio is a, a great cruiserweight. But is Brian Kendrick a great cruiserweight? I think he's a, a good cruiserweight. I think he's a very good cruiserweight. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say great. But, again, all these other guys have had success outside of 205 Live. Yeah, None of these yeah, other yeah. guys in a cruiserweight division have had outside of it. Yeah, I mean, and this is a crazy thing about the whole Neville situation from this, you know. As, situation. Uh, it, it was going to be Enzo and Kalisto at TLC no matter what happens, but because Neville, well, but he was either not at Raw, at Raw, he was going to lose to Enzo in the main event. He wasn't happy about a lot of things, and of course Neville, Neville's gone now. And now we've got Kalisto who beat Enzo for the Cruiserweight title on Raw. In a, quite a good match, wasn't it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then we've, we've seen a lot of build-up towards this to Kalisto and Enzo. And uh, Kalisto, I think, was on fire last 205 Live, if I can remember, even after the bell, wasn't it? He was going yeah. after Enzo, which is always exciting. But I don't know about Kalisto. I think he needs a little bit more work. A little, so, um, little more work. So given you know everything that they bring to the table, mic work, in-ring work, you know, likability, whatever you want, who would you rather have on the 205 Live? Would you rather have Enzo or Neville? Oh, go out of that. Neville, wouldn't you, you know? Exactly. Yeah, Neville. But Enzo is... Uh, look, don't start shouting at me now, but I think Enzo has kind of got a little bit better in 205 Live. I think he's helped them out a little bit, and I think they've helped him out. I think he's he's been having all right matches, and I think for the character, he isn't. You know, and I think that works for him. You know, in, in but you know, again, it it doesn't work in the right way because even though he does get a few boos, they still fucking talk along with his stick, and you know they they still lap him up. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there, and I think someone like Neville, who's who's a hundred times the wrestler Enzo is, deserves a chance outside the Cruiserweight division, which he wasn't getting. And they've said to Enzo, "This is where you go in. There's nothing else." You know. Exactly, you know, NXT champion. And you look back at a majority of the other NXT champions. Oh, is he losing his voice? <laughs> He's lost oh, his voice. That would be an <laughs> utter shame. And then there would be absolutely fuck all that he could offer the well. Yeah. If he lost his voice, he could do anything. I've not seen you this happy since last time I lost my voice. <laughs> well, Enzo's quite confident. He said there's three types of people. People that... I can't remember what he said. doesn't matter, really, what Enzo said. It's the kind of same spiel. You're soft in the end. Uh, but prediction-wise, we'll talk about this now. Dan, I'm really interested, but it's, I'll tell you who I've gone for first. I have gone for a new cruiserweight champion, Enzo Amore. Have you betrayed... Well, let's see. Who are you going for, Dan? Have you ever gone for Mojo? Never, ever gone for Mojo. Exactly. I lost a perfect score thanks to not going for Mojo when I knew he was going to win. Never go for Mojo. Well, there's no chance of me winning this pay-per-view anyway. So it doesn't matter who I've gone for. But 
I ain't even going to say his name. Enzo, you hate yourself for it. And Dan, that's even worse because like you said, you don't need, you didn't need to go for him. You would already lost. Nah, but, you know, I, I, there's not going to be any other title changes on the on the card. Yeah. And, you know, there's normally bound to be one. And if it's, you know, not with the way he's been winning, I'll use the term loosely, his matches, you know, with a low blow or whatever, you know, even his new paid friends, you know, your guy, Noam Dar, if he comes out and helps his new yeah. buddy Enzo or what have you, but, you know. No, I, I completely uh, agree with you when it comes to that. You, you look at the build-up for it as well. You've seen uh, on 205 Live, Kalista having the upper hand, even though they only won the title fucking two weeks ago. Uh, having the upper hand the last couple of episodes of Raw on 205 Live. We've seen, like I said, the Intercontinental title and the tag team title not being defended here. So they've got to have something change hands, haven't they? So... You know, and, and it Enzo losing it so quickly, I, I thought the chance of him going to win it back. So I, that's why I went Enzo. But don't get me wrong. If Kalisto was to win, it would be fantastic here tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but with Cedric Alexander winning earlier and Rich Swan, it just looked like this challenge is lined up. Feed, he might be in for a bit of a lengthy reign as Cruiserweight champion. You know, I don't really want to say that. But let's hope the match is good. Kalisto, we talked about, is good, not great. And if you can pull a good match out of uh, Enzo Mori, that would be that would be uh, a great thing. <laughs> I don't like Kalisto's new look, though. What do you reckon? I know no, it's not I his new look, looks, but he looks a bit weird. It's, it is, isn't it? It's like he's forgot to dress himself properly. Got the mask on, and then it's just. I, I don't like it. I don't like his flap at the front. Here we go. I don't like Enzo. Look at that. He's got an emoji poo on his trunks. Yes. Enzo and uh, Man City Baby Blue there going against Kalisto. Let's see how we uh, start things off. I mean, you've got Enzo. What's Enzo have to do if he's going to win this? I think we basically explained it anyway. Cheap. But Yeah. Low blow or, you know, poke to the eye. <laughs> you see, you know, a um, bit of an Eddie Guerrero and, you know, he's got none of that in him. Well, he's, he's, He doesn't deserve it. He's got no talent. Don't get me wrong. He's got talent. I mean, Eddie Guerrero is it's like... Night and day, really, with, with Enzo and Eddie. You know, and if they're trying to say, like, Kalisto's a bit like Mysterio, that's exactly the same thing they're going wrong. Even though Kalisto's great in the ring, yeah. he's not made a real name for himself, has he, you know? Again, you know, I think people see him... They shouldn't really, but they see him just as a knockoff Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and I, and I think this is WWE's problem for not either having that problem sorted out when Mysterio first left and trying to replicate that or going a different direction, you know, rather than trying to sell the, the mask to the kids like they did Sin Cara or Kalista or any masked man yeah. to actually go, no, we're going to go a different direction. They don't seem to work that out. They don't have, seem to have a big Mexican style, you know, they tried with Del Rio. And Kalista's going to try to fly now. No, they, they've not really, as you say, they've not really touched upon the Lucha Libre style wrestler. Yeah. You know, they haven't, well, they've, you know, they've tried, but they haven't run with it. Yeah, exa exactly. And this is part and part why WCW was so successful and ECW was back in the day. Because the Cruiserweights weren't just their own thing. They were the whole part of the show. And they were a really important part, yeah. you know, during Nitros. We've seen the matches this year, you know, watching Nitro 1997. Those were the matches that were getting you through the show as opposed to the main event, ang you know, and the oh, main event angle at the end. And if, you know, WWE could replicate that because they've certainly got the main events down. Yeah. 
We said this last pay per view. We seem to say it every time they've got the talent there, like the, the roster of cruiserweights that they got. They could have a fantastic division if they used it correctly. But yeah. in, instead, it's still you know. I'm glad they're not doing the purple ropes, but it still felt as a completely different aspect to Raw. Uh, but I mean, anyway, we should talk about the match, even though we don't want to at the moment. Kalisto did hit a suicide dive to Enzo on the outside. But now Enzo's brought it back in. We've seen the moment it changed, really. Cleaster on the top row, Enzo putting his feet out. So we actually, one, two, three, four, five matches in, and we haven't seen a men's match. <laughs> We've seen three women's and two cruiserweights. Yeah, we haven't seen an official men's Raw match. Yeah, this has all been... I tell you, it's not, it doesn't feel like a proper paper. It is an extended kickoff, you know, like a two-hour one. Oh, either that or a Raw. Yeah, yeah. We've not seen anything left, and all we've got left now... To my recollection, is is the Balor uh, AJ Styles match and the, the Shield match. So I'm obviously they're gonna maybe put Saint Filler in in between the two of them. You know, Jason Jordan the last. Well, it, well, like I said, GPD's second musical performance and Jason Jordan there challenging for a match. And Enzo now to the top, mocking Kalisto. And I don't think I've seen Enzo this high before. Well, Kalisto quick as a hiccup. And he just rolls through and just delivers a lovely kick to the head of Enzo. Maybe that knocks some sense into Enzo. <laughs> struggles to get to his feet. Smarter than that. Kalisto looking to the crowd. I mean, Dan, let's talk about this quickly before the match ends. If you'd have paid money for a ticket to this event, would you be disappointed? At the moment in time. I, I wouldn't be happy at this moment in time, no. But knowing what's coming up, I think I'd pay the ticket price just to see <laughs> the Balor... Versus Styles yeah. match and the Shield going against the Bar, Miz, Strowman, and Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's. A, but again, it's an It's a two match card, isn't it? You know, it, it literally, they they don't need separate pay per views if it's just two matches. They could have put it on the Hell in a Cell pay per view and it would be a lot better, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Take away some of the shit Hell in a Cell matches that we had. I mean, this has not felt like TLC here tonight, has it, you know? Well, we've not seen one T, L or C. No, 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 no. And we're not going to win the next match. So the only match we're going to see, tables, ladders and chairs, is going to be the main event. Exactly. And, you know... You know, there's normally a ladders match, a table match, a chairs match, match, and then there's the big TLC at the end of it. Yeah. I I don't know why they've not done it for. I don't know why they've done it. Like, I mean, this could be, and I've said this on the last podcast, like Halloween Havoc... And yeah. we wouldn't have noticed a hell of a lot of difference. Apart from, maybe the sets would have been a lot cooler. You know, imagine like oh, a huge yeah. fucking pumpkin. Talking about pumpkins. <clears throat> biggest pumpkin in WWE. Enzo using the mask there to break Kalisto down. And he's wearing him down. You know what my answer would be, but is there anything good about Enzo? I think, deep down, if I look hard enough, there is something good about him. Because he's... I, I don't want to compare him to anybody. But to be that unlikable, I think, is a talent. And to be a heel and that unlikable, it generates, I think, a good type of heat. You know, all the stories we hear about him being a dick makes us dislike him more. And I know we dislike the person. You know, look at me. I'm, is that why you think they've turned him to a heel? Yeah, I think that's why. It's the only way they could have saved him. Because otherwise he would start getting, you know, silence from the crowd rather than booze. Because even when he's doing his heel stuff now, it's not that loud, you no. know. So the, the the worst thing a wrestler can get is silence. And I think though he's working towards that. But I think as a heel, he seemed more comfortable, I think, on 205 Live recently as well. 
kind of pretending to be the main event player on in the cruiserweight division, you know. So okay, aside from personality in ring, is there anything good about what Enzo does or can do? I know. No, don't get me wrong. He can take a beat and he can get beaten a fuck out of. Yeah, but, you know who can't take that. Yeah, but someone, then again, he, does that mean his selling's quite good? Because, you know, we talk about Roderick Strong, like, saying that sell as well as many others. You know, with Enzo, because he gets beaten up, is that uh, a talent in itself to make it look like he's getting his ass kicked, you know? So, I mean, like I said, uh, athletic-wise, Enzo is awful, you know? Offensive-wise, he is terrible. But he's either, he's he's played it well to be either, like, the baby face getting the crap beaten out of him ready for the big tag for Cass, or the kind of underhanded uh, shit herder, just come up with a new word, uh, <laughs> to, uh, in the cruiserweight title match. At least he can play both roles. I'm mean, not saying it's good. I'm not saying he's going to be great. But I'm saying it's it makes sense for him to be in this role. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, Enzo looking to put Kalisto away. <coughs> we saw Enzo off the top there. That was quite an impressive move. The... Uh, DDT. Yeah, DDT off the second, the top rope. Was that, that my love? Is it me or is this match getting longer or does it just seem like it's longer? It, it seems like a long... I'm checking the time and it, it's only been a few minutes and Enzo... Oh! Looking for his Jordanzo. Is that what they call it? Well, Jordanzo missed and Kalisto... Oh! oh looking for Salida del Sol but Enzo pushing him away and ducking out of dodge. And he's trying to use the ring apron to stop getting pushed back in the ring. Referee pushing Kalisto. Oh. oh, thumb to the eye, ref. Ref. And Kalisto can't see anything. Oh, and Enzo. Oh. With the Jordanzo. Jordanzo. Enzo wins and is the two-time, two-time Cruiserweight champion. Even though I got a point, I'm not happy about <laughs> it. How's that feel, eh? So it goes 5-3 to me. And Enzo does win. I mean, match-wise, I, I got to say, that was a little bit boring, actually. I thought Kalisto well, even wasn't allowed to do a lot in that, but I think it made him look incredibly weak, didn't it, you know? It did indeed, yeah. To be beaten down the majority of the match and then to lose to, what, an eye poke, you know? It's... Exactly, and um, this arsehole is the reason why I no longer wear Air Jordans. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, Enzo there becomes a two-time cruiserweight champion as we see a replay of his cheating. But i got to say, though, I think we've seen a clean finish in every match. I mean, obviously, this is not. This is a bit dirty, but we've, we haven't had a count-out disqualification yet. Will we have that in our main event? Will we have it in the Balor Styles well, match? We can't have it in the main event. <laughs> have it in Styles Balor. Have him counted out. Well, no, Enzo got the mic. They asked him, and he said, I've got to thank, I've got to thank him, haven't I? I've got to thank me, you know, it's all down to me. <laughs> Enzo walks out cruiserweight champion, and Dan, 205 Live is going to be fun these next few weeks. <laughs> but we do move on. Thanks fuck for that. <laughs> yeah. So will we actually get a men's match? Uh, I think up. Surely. Don't call me Shirley. There's got to be one coming up. A WrestleMania advert. Fucking hell. WrestleMania will be in New Orleans next year, but we're focusing on... Big Easy. Yeah, we're focusing on TLC, though. The, uh... What's book? Booker! Booker, you on screen, Book! 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 <laughs> Yo! Hey! hey. <laughs> there we got you. Face forward, son. You can hear someone in here. Fucking Booker, we're on! We're fucking... Booker, we're live. Yeah. Take your glasses off, your twat. Anyway, yeah, we do see Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Booker T doing some research before this fucking huge match. And I don't care what anybody says, it is a dream match because it's the demon Finn Balor 
versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. They lack in fireworks. They certainly make up for in fog. (laughs) Raw might not have Bobby Roode's glorious entrance. They might not have the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. They might not even have the perfect 10, Ty (laughs) Dillinger, or the tight-ripped Orton entrance. But they have got the Demon Balor, and what an entrance that is, Dan, isn't it? That is an amazing entrance, yeah. You know, and... There's nothing, you know, there's nothing, nothing you can <laughs> say to it, is there, really? It no. is, it's just a really awe-inspiring, the demon persona as well. I think that's perfect. The one thing they've protected throughout the whole list, you know, and probably the best protected thing uh, has been Finn Balor's demon. Under every show that he's fa- ever been on, you know, uh, even though Balor might have been a bit up and down, the beast, the beast, the demon has always been there and it feels special. Well, AJ Styles is taking his place. It is a shame because I wanted to see Bray versus Balor for the 20th time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why can't we see Bray? Anyway, we are going to see AJ versus Balor. Sorry, I got caught up in all the uh, the hype. Uh, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? Well, I did have my mind made up. Before the uh, the change, and uh, I'm stuck to it. It's going to be the demon. The demon, yeah, I've got to completely agree with you. I mean, like I say, I think he was going to win against Bray anyway, and I think with Styles on loan from SmackDown, uh, I think it is going to be Balor gets the victory. But I mean, AJ Styles, I've, I've got so I got you know too many good things to say about him. So so, so much good that AJ Styles does in ring. Against Balor. And I'll tell you something, Finn Balor really needs a standout match because we talked about Bliss earlier. How many uh, great Finn Balor matches on Raw have there been? You know, can you name a couple? It's, it's really difficult to, isn't it? You know, the feud of Bray's kind of sapped away all that energy from him. And let's hope him and Styles can deliver here tonight. You got a perfect score then, James. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to go on about it. <laughs> Anyway, let's concentrate on the action. That's not about us. It's about the first men's match of the night. Finn Balor, even though they're both technically cruiserweights. <laughs> they could be on 205. It's unbelievable to think that it is the first time that these two men have met in any promotion worldwide. They've just never been in the same place at the same time until right now. And AJ taking Balor down with a drop kick. Well, you know, you say that... Uh... Finn pairing for sister Abraham <laughs> and but then you know AJ Styles was on tour with SmackDown in San Diego, Chile. So you know he's had to take a f- overnight flight to get here for tonight. You know, and he's going to be feeling jet lagged or what have you. And he's you know he's been performing down south. Yeah. 
Now, I see you saying it might have a bit of, uh, you know, especially coming into this in Volos home, you know, or the, the demons uh, ring at this moment of time. might be difficult for AJ to adjust, but we've got to remember that he is phenomenal, you know, and he, he's such a great worker, and he, he's travelled around the world before. So he's not going to be put off by this, and to be able to knock off the demon, he says, you know, he said it on kickoff, that to be able to beat the demon for the first time is going to be a great achievement, and Styles truly believes he can do that, you know, and... And we know AJ now, you know, since his arrival, and we can say that he is done on the night. And I think this is going to be a great, great match. I mean, and it just proves that storylines don't matter. We don't need storylines. We can just put random matches together and it'll be good, you know, like. <laughs> well, you know, you say a random match. This is, you know, it was, they did have the build up and, <clears throat> you know, it was set to be Bray versus. Balor, but you know, unfortunately, illnesses happen. As you know, you know, you've had a few days off work with the shits. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the top ten hits. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. <coughs> so and, and they've really know, hurt my Harry Styles as well. <laughs> so. you, you know, um, they've had to cope in your absence. <coughs> yeah, but uh, the thing is, though, it's, it's different. Though I think with uh, with with wrestling because it's like. The whole point for me for wrestling is to follow a storyline, to follow like a kind of thread throughout the uh, the card, to have a story to be told to me, and then to be putting two matches together like they have now. I mean, this one is better than... Uh... So would you rather have seen, you know, Bray going against Kurt Hawkins, uh, you know, Balor going against Kurt Hawkins... And save this for a different pay per view. I don't know. I don't, I I would have thought there would have been a little bit more build up. The reason why these two men are going at it, but the argument is, you know, most wrestling is one man beating the other. But I, I want to feel, you know, one man. If, if some guy gets a victory, if Balor gets a victory here tonight. Well, well, let's put your let's put yourself in the fans' perspective. You've bought tickets to this event. You know, you're as happy with the lineup going into it, and then you hear that Bray's ill. Yeah. So, right, you, you know, you're not going to see Bray. You know, you're not going to see Sister Abigail's first ever match. <laughs> sorry, I know that's meant to be a, a big thing. I'm being serious. Man. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can yeah. I be serious for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and, you know, they, they give you this instead. Yeah, but that's that's WWE, though. If I was a fan going to that, I think, why, why can't WWE do this all the time? So we go to Raw, and I don't want to see whatever the storyline is at that moment in time. The Shield will get back to I want to see Braun Strowman versus uh, Kevin Owens. I want to have a SmackDown superstar there. I want to have, you know, over on SmackDown, Bobby Roode, and he can go against um, John Cena. You know, bring Cena back. Have a, just random matches that you know are going to be good pairings. You don't need any build-up to them. You know, and, and like you say, like in the next paper, well, you, just, you, know, you know, maybe they should have... Do you think that's why they should bring back King of the Ring? Because it is basically every name in a hat, put out two, right, him versus him. First, first round matches. Yeah, I know, but the thing is with King of the Ring, you could do that and you could build up... The, the good thing about King of the Ring, you build up stories through the tournament as well, can't you? And, have, you know, and stuff like... Yeah, I think that the problem of just having a match put together is that even though it would be good, what what's the point? Everything in wrestling, for me, everything in wrestling should be done something for a reason. But like, where have the best matches we've seen for the past couple of years? Yeah, all right, yeah, okay. They've yeah. been from the 205 yeah. Live tournament. They've just been thrown together. No storyline, no backstory, no yeah. nothing. The yeah. May Young Classic, that was brilliant. Yeah. The tag team tournament, that was very good. Is that, so maybe WWE need to 
adopt that then? Because obviously the the Bray and Balor storyline wasn't working, and rather than WWE changing it, it was it was, was the hand was forced with this to be put in there. You know, so well, you know if we would have seen Balor beat Bray, who would have beaten him as the demon against the man, as the man against the man, yeah, and as the demon against the sister Abigail, yeah. But I, I think it's so a, that would have been the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, exactly. We could have moved on, and now we're going to get another fucking month of it once Bray Wyatt <laughs> comes back, unless they completely forget about it, and then the storyline's pointless then as well. Well, you know, they're going to be building towards the next pay per view in four weeks' time. Yeah. So there's rumours that there's going to be different, various things happening. Yeah. So you know, we can see how how that's going to shape up, and you know, maybe it just be swept under the carpet. May you know, we don't know when Bray's coming back. Yeah, that's, that's true. We don't know when Bray, we don't know when Roman is coming back, so we don't know how long this is going to last. And uh, we, we don't know, you know, if AJ Styles is going to stick around on Raw, you know, if he's if he's a replacement for Bray Wyatt, does he but stick anyway, around for a little while? let's not get bogged down over who should be facing yeah. what should be going on. We're taking our attention away from this, which is, without doubt, a dream matchup. Build-up or no build-up, you know, I think we should just sit back and enjoy the match. Yeah, I mean, we've we missed the uh, the the early goings of it, both men exchanging holds early on, and then we saw AJ taking a little bit of control. We thought he had the demon tamed, but it got sent to the outside, and Balor, just showing what he's all about, the high-flying move, just hit this sling blade, is it? It hit with a sling blade, and now Balor going to go to the drop kick. Oh, but turns him up for a lovely neck breaker. Well, that's one of AJ's signature moves. AJ, Balor both down. It looked like Balor was going to go for the end there. It looked like he was running towards his big drop kick into the corner. But he got caught by Styles. And, uh, oh, he's going to get set up for the Styles clash now. We've seen this finish many a man and a demon. Yeah, but the demon manages to swing out of it, but gets caught by AJ. Oh, face first. Rolls him up for a cover. One, two. Oh. oh. But Balor managing to kick out. Ah. AJ is not going to get frustrated. Though. He's not he's going to take a lot. If he wants to beat the demon for the first time here tonight, he's going to have to do a lot more than that. Oh, my oh, God. Standing coup de gras. If that was from the second rope, this match would have been over by now. But it looks like Balor's finally getting himself back into this match. Well, that may have been over then, but the Balor didn't even go for the pin. A lot more respect than AJ Styles than I have. And <laughs> Indeed, yes. You know, it's going to take a lot more than a standing coup de gras. To put the former heavyweight champ, you know, he had he's probably had one of the best debut years I've seen in a long while. Yeah, AJ Styles. It, it, no, no, Jay, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? You know, like we, we have seen with AJ. But I think the demon I was going to mention. We saw the kick send and the drop kick in the corner. The more aggressive side to Finn Balor coming out, which I I quite like as well. It is different sides, not just the same wrestling. Oh, but Styles rolling through, looking for the. Uh... Yeah, he's got the calf crusher in. I was just talking about the demon being more aggressive, and he's got caught in it. Well, no, then I can... Indeed, yes. Can he take it. the demon's legs out from underneath him. He's not going to be able to hit the coup de gras. He might tap right here, middle of the ring. AJ rolling round. Well, the demon's not been pinned, but can he tap out? Ah, well, he's grabbed AJ and slamming him into the canvas. That is one way to get out of the... Uh, <laughs> the well, that is indeed, yes. Balor may be cleaning it or biting down hard on that gum shield. And as he hurt that leg, Finn Balor has seen it. That's it. I mean, you know, a few more shots of the knee and another calf crusher. Could could he make the demon tap out? Uh. He looks set to go for the phenomenal forearm. Oh. But as he was looking to springboard off the top rope, he gets pushed off by Balor, landing on them wafer thin mats below. 
can it give Balor the much-needed time he needs to recover? I don't know. That car crash was in so long. It might have, the damage might be already done. Like I said, any time for the Demon to get back. But I don't think he will. He looks and try and get Styles. Well, you know, you can't leave Styles to rest for a minute. Well, you saw this, the impact of Styles there going for the phenomenal forearm. Yeah, going for the forearm. And now he's on the mats and Balor. Oh! oh kicks a field goal with Styles' head. <laughs> I'm surprised Styles' head is still attached to his shoulders. The momentum there and Balor. Check with the fans. You know, I'm still not used to Styles with long hair. <laughs> Styles there going back first into the barricades and landing in a heap following a big kick from Balor. Oh, Balor has been brilliant these past few minutes. Well, if this was in the ring and that was going into the corner, he'll be going up top for a coup de grace right now. Well, at the moment, he's trying to get his breath back. That leg is still damaged as he got back into the ring. Telling the ref to... Yeah, we don't end it like that. As I said, another clean finish here tonight would be nice. Picking up Balor and running him over the announce table and sending the announcers scrambling. I don't think they was expecting that at all. Nine. The German announce team just got taken out. Alex right, yeah. Oh, nice. My God. Both men showing aggressive aggression here. Of course, don't forget, both former leaders, I'm going to say it, of the Bullet Club. I'm not going to get sued by someone here, but they were members of the Bullet Club. They were too sweet. Um, James, we just had a cease and desist there. Come through the door. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> and now both men in the ring. Yes. Double cross body, but neither man staying down. Both getting yes! up. Double you know. clothesline down. You I know. think James is going to have a major hard on. You major know, hard major hard on. You know when it's a good match when they start doing that. Come on. Pump up the pace a little bit. Let's see Styles and Balor. The Styles and Balor we deserve. Look, fans got on their feet then as well. Oh, you thought that impact was good. Look at this one. No, same one. <laughs> same one. <different> <laughs> <angle>. <laughs> you think that was good? Look at this one. Oh, fucking never. Sh- Both fan back to their feet. This could go either way. And the yay or yay punches. There's no nays about this. <laughs> yay. 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 <laughs> yay. 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 My God. And AJ winning the exchange, <laughs> going for the kick. Oh, and his brilliant combination. But oh! Balor with the Pele kick. Well, look like Stoll's going to go for the close. I got caught. But Balor can't capitalise on it. Both bend down again. And now Finn Balor's got that look in his eyes. Going to go for the 1066 or the 1860 or something like that. The Stars reverses it. But Balor reverses it again. Into a... Oh, no. AJ oh. blocks that. No. Gets taken down by Balor. I thought he was going to reverse... the Yeah, blocked the reverse brain buster, which Balor's going for now. Oh, hits it this time, though. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh, oh the Stars managing to kick out. Ah. Balor is prone in the corner. Oh. oh, he does get kicked back into the corner. This is where Balor could end it with the coup de gras. Ten more minutes. <laughs> it's over too soon. It's only been on 20 minutes. Yeah, AJ. the Enzo match. Oh. oh AJ Styles up with a Pele kick of his own, catching Balor, Balor as he was climbing up to the top to deliver his final blow. Two things there. Styles proven he can hit the Pele kick as good as Finn Balor. And second, he cut the two GPD segments. You're going to have a 40-minute match. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> cut the first six matches. <laughs> yeah. I'll be just, fucking happy. Iron Man match this. AJ going to leapfrog up. It's got Balor. 
Oh, oh. oh. has takedown as Balor was perched up the top one, one two. two. Oh, oh. Balor managing to kick out. Oh. AJ's getting frustrated. He's thinking, what can I do to put the demon down? Maybe the rumours Well, were he true. hasn't hit the phenomenal forearm. <laughs> He hasn't hit the Styles Clash, so, you know, there's yeah, two moves right there. You think about it. He's gone for the Phenomenal Forearm, and the Demon stopped it, and he went for the Styles Clash, and the Demon stopped and it. And he looks set up for the <laughs> Phenomenal Forearm. Well, he's going for it again. Here we go. No! Oh, no, he's going for the 450, but Balor moved out the way. There's Wait. so many moves in his repertoire. Big clothesline from the Demon. That's nearly snapped. AJ in half. Oh, Ooh, kicks him. We all know what comes after this, James. Well, can Balor hit the move with the injured leg? He's trying to get to the top rope. Here comes a demon. Boom. Oh. Coup de gras. Goes for the pin. One, two, three. There you go. And the demon has the victory. Exactly. Finn Balor beats AJ Styles in, I think, um, I might say, a match of the year uh, contender, Dan. What did you think? Yes, it was very bloody exciting. Both men certainly pulled out a a match that I wouldn't mind seeing 20, 30 times. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't mind seeing a Bray Balor feud as Balor versus AJ if they're wrestling every month. Yeah, (laughs) I'd happily see that. Both men certainly put it on the line. And, you know, again, from what has been a dull, boring night so far, you know, quite... Uneventful evening. It's certainly pushed. Well, the touch paper has been lit now, hasn't it? You know, we've finally come alive with this one. Fantastic between these two men. You know, like I said, yes, there's, they're not fighting for anything. Well, they're fighting to see who's the better man. And tonight, the demon does win with the coup de grace. And that means it goes 6-4 now with two matches back. or two matches left, Dan. You need to uh, have gone different with me. We'll see what happens. But what a great match that is. Like we say, TLC has finally started. Only two hours and, well, we count kickoff as well. Nearly three hours into the whole show. But are we going to see a sign of respect here now? Getting to his feet, the demon standing over him. Too sweet, too sweet, too sweet. Two former leaders of the Bullet Club. Nice sign of respect and roars Balor. Goes forward. I wonder what's next for Finn Balor. Times we've seen him now. So he's going to face Jason Jordan like we saw earlier. The match get made. He's going to play a song. Oh. For God's sake, he's interrupting him now for the third time. (laughs) We've never heard a full (laughs) GPD song. Is it release an album? The track's gonna be three seconds long. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know, perhaps he only writes three lines. Yeah, no, yeah, he's got a lot. He's he's hoping someone comes out, but here comes Jason Jordan. He's uh, he's got quite a package on him. If we're going to talk about that, he but is the whole package. He yes, is. James. He's got. He's a complete package. Has he improved since splitting from um, Gable. Chad Gable? Thanks for finishing my sandwiches. <laughs> American Alpha. No, I don't think he's better now than he was in an American Alpha, no. Can can you... Are you sure? Because he's had a great (laughs) match against Roman Reigns. He's had a great match against... Gable had a great match against AJ Styles. He had a great match against whoever else he faced on SmackDown. Exactly. So, you know, so both men have done well. Gable's now got his uh, new running partner. 
Yeah, Gable's with Benjamin now, isn't he? Yeah, Bagel. Or they Bagel. Called, <laughs> called their name. Uh, but I don't know about Jason. But anyway, Jordan. this match, you know, it was quite an impromptu match. So, uh, who have you gone for? Well, should we toss for it? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, predictions. Oh, it's not really fair, is it? Let's both write down who we think is going to win. Uh, all right, and let's show each other. There you go. Exactly the same. Both gone. Jason Jordan. No, yours says GPD. <laughs> no, it no, I know. Jason liar. Jordan. I mean, I might have thought GPD if it wasn't such a filler match. After the after the hot streak that GPD has been on, through Titus a couple of times, uh, he's run through Cruz a couple of times. He lost on Raw last week, though. In a triple threat match. Yeah, but still, he's still GPD. In still the, not in a triple in a six man tag. GPD was still a losing man, so and you know the stop-start booking nature of WWE. They, they think you're going to go with someone, then they can't the stop. So with Jason Jordan, we thought we was going to win the Intercontinental Title, and look what happened there. They've well, forgotten you about it. it. <laughs> you thought you went Jordan last month as well against the Miz. Yeah, I think you're lying. <laughs> I got well, a perfect score on a bonus point. Anybody, <laughs> anybody, go back and listen to it. Anyway, there's a match going on in the <laughs> yeah, ring. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> G- upper hand over JJ so far but Jordan makes his way back to a vertical base Irish whip attempt reversed by Samson but Jordan running over jumping him and then catching Samson as he was going for a jump oh a lovely slam down goes for the cover two oh GPD with a kick out ah. now Jordan going straight back to GPD put him on the apron oh well, he attempted to throw him out of the ring, but Samson landed on the outside apron, went for a drop kick, but Samson still didn't fall off the apron onto them wafer thin mats below. I know, he fell back in the ring as Jordan went for the pin count and only got the two. Two. But that dropped the button as he backed GPD up into the corner now. Well, he looked for a belly-to-belly overhead, Ooh. but Samson hit him with a big forearm to the face and then shoved him stern and first into the second turnbuckle. And Jordan is in all sorts of trouble now. Well, maybe GPD can recover... As Jordan has been quite hot in the early going here. And that was a hell of an impact we see in a replay. With Jordan's head hitting the second turnbuckle. He might have lost his bearings. And look at the viciousness of GPD now. With the punches and the kicks to the corner of Jordan. Raining down on him. He wants to finish his damn song. That's what he's getting annoyed about. Well, no one likes any guitarist interruptus. But Jordan now draped OVD with a clubbing right hands. But again... You know, I hate to touch on this again, but do you think they've wasted the TLC brand for this pay-per-view? You know, are you we've te- not seen anything. Are you telling me GPD versus JJ isn't a pay-per-view match? <laughs> Is that what you're saying right now? I am saying that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I am completely shocked by that. I mean, you know, of course it's... It, it's do you disagree? No, of course I don't. Uh, it's, it is a joke. And, and there was no difference between this and a Raw, you know. Apart, no. There was no difference. I don't care what anybody said. Yes, the Balor AJ match, but that was only thrown together thanks to the illness, you know what I mean? Yeah. The oh, only, yeah. The only good match, the only one match was going to be good was going to be the uh, the main event with the Shield, but now we're not getting the Shield. So, Kurt Angle's good. Will it be great? We're going to have to find out. This is not. And, and most of the night has not been good either, if we look at all of them. It's either been with the Oscar match, it was just a bad booking, bad booking there, and the rest has just been just bad, really. There's nothing to be to write home about. Everything here, 
everything. Cruiserweight, the women's match wasn't good. The kickoff was meh. Well, everything could have been seen on a Raw or SmackDown, yeah. aside from the Balor Styles match. Yeah. But even then, if they're feeling special, they were stuck saying like that. You know what I mean? Like a. <laughs> but, you know, I've, again, the whole pay per view, we've not seen a table, a ladder, or a chair. No. It's it wasted it. It has been disappointing. It is just. It's a, like, you know, you yeah. get a Hell in a Cell pay per view, you get at least two Hell in a Cell matches. You know, Money in the Bank, we've had two Money in the Bank ladder matches. Yeah. Elimination that- Chamber. But I don't know why they've done it for it. It just seems like it's a throwaway idea. We'll move TLC to October and we'll just have it here, you know? I mean, for me, it doesn't make a, a, a lot of sense. But anyway, back to the match. GPD had the abdominal stretching, made famous by Wilbur Schneider, everybody. But Jason Jordan managed to get out of it, throw, and he called him Enzo then, throw GPT to the outside. He's back in. Jason Jordan unloading with big right hands. Samson goes for a right of his own, but Jordan ducks it, takes him down. Twice. Jordan's like, come on, you want some? Bring Picks it. Picks him up, shoves him into the corner. Uh, Jordan's starting to heat things up a bit. Runs him to the opposite corner. Runs him back <laughs> to the first corner he started off on. Uh-oh, he did a mojo. Anyway, here comes Jordan. Belly to belly overhead. He can't put straps down, though. What's he going to do? <laughs> put his shorts down. <laughs> We're talking about a Jordan package. Here he comes. Oh, spears him in the corner. Slams him down. One, two. Oh. The GPD with a kick out. Ah. What is Jack? I don't know Jason Jordan's finisher, actually. Northern Knights, isn't it? Is Good it? Out. And I don't know what GPD's is. His is a drift away. Oh, that's quite a cool name. It's yeah. kind of like a spinning doobie durkin. Oh, we'll see. if we, We'll find out if we see it here tonight as Jordan takes GPD all the way to the top. Jordan looks like might be trying to hit it off the top rope. GPD fighting out, sending him off, but Jordan straight back up onto it. Again, Samson holding on, not letting Jordan get his move off the top rope. Oh. Finally comes back down to terra firma and hits Jordan in the face with a knee. Well, I think Jordan made a mistake running in to GPD there. <laughs> oh, and then GPD throws Jordan leg first into the middle turnbuckle. That was uncalled for. Yeah, we see the replay of Jordan running straight into that knee. He's not in much better condition right now. As we are live and he's on the apron. Going to get suplexed in. Oh, no, but Jordan fights it. Rolls through. One, two. Oh, oh we got it. What? I thought Samson kicked out. Ah. Well, we didn't see either the drift away or Jordan's finisher. No, <laughs> we, we saw a victory. Well, JJ wins, but... I'm not sure about this one. Well, I've got to see a replay of that one. I mean, Jordan gets victory. The crowd doesn't really care. At least it's over, to be fair. To be fair, to be fair. Before we get replay, what do you think of the match, Dan? Meh. Yeah, it was nothing, was it? I mean, if you if you look up filler in the dictionary, you probably see a picture of that, too. He did get a kick out. Oh, he did indeed. That was a really bad call by the ref, and fuck knows what went on there. Well, we talked about not having these botches. Uh, we had all clean finishes here tonight, and unfortunately it's come to an end now with with that. Uh, don't forget we have Raw Talk tonight, immediately following TLC with Alexa Bliss and AJ Styles. Uh, and after that, that, we both get another point. It's 7-5 as we head into our main event. And I'll say it for the first time, if I get this right, perfect score. But it is tables, ladders, and chairs match. Tables, ladders, and chairs match, yeah. Steen Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Kurt Angle 
versus Strowman Kane and The Miz. And of course, there's not really much build up from the way of Kurt Angle, so they're just going to show you a Kurt Angle highlight package instead. Is, is it, yeah, is this the same from earlier? Yes, and the same one from his Hall of Fame induction <laughs> yeah, ceremony. <laughs> keep using it again and again. Every great story has a beginning, middle, and end. But tonight, this story gets a new chapter. Huge news for WWE's TLC pay-per-view event. For the first time in 11 years, WWE Hall of Famer and current Raw General Manager Kurt Angle will compete in a WWE ring. Due to medical issues, Roman Reigns will be unable to compete in the five-on-three handicap match main event. But as revealed on WWE.com this past Friday, the Olympic gold medalist will take Roman's place. Here we go. There's the main event. Like you said, random video put in. And the Miz is coming out to the ring, closely followed by the bar. Well, to be fair, the entrance is going quite quick. We've just seen the bar. Here comes the monster Kane, the demon. Is he demon? Demon of Death Valley, I suppose. No, that's the Undertaker. And here comes the monster among men, Braun. The devil's favourite place. Yeah, but here comes the big red monster. And here comes the monster among men. <laughs> yeah. Boris Strowman, he is a big guy. And it's going to be five versus three. I mean, these five men, very, very impressive. Got the Intercontinental Champion in there. You've got the toughness of Seamus Cesaro. Seamus, the former WWE Champion. All these men, apart from Cesaro... Oh, no, Strowman hasn't been champion, has he? Three of these men have been WWE Champion. You've got to credit that. Da, 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 da. You suck. Well, Ambrose and Rollins are coming. Here come the Shield. Two of the Shields. Yeah, but still, still shield. You get the shield music. They're in the shield gear. Like I said, it may only be two of them in Ambrose and Rollins, but still, tag team champions. <laughs> how, how ironic is it that Roman Reigns' music's playing, but he's not coming out? <laughs> and he's getting cheered. <laughs> oh! oh! Angle has joined him. He's got a tactical gear on. No gold medals around his neck. No. You know what I'm laughing at, though? What? It looks like, you know when, when your dad dresses up like trick-or-treating? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, son. He's yeah. on the shield, too. He looks, he looks happier than his kids going trick-or-treating. <laughs> has he still got it, though, James? Well, this is the question we're going to find out. All joking aside, on what has been uh, a really bad pay-per-view, we've seen the shield come out. We wonder. I hope he doesn't do anything too crazy, because I do like Kurt Angle. But has he still got it? We're going to find out. One thing we need to know is predictions. And Dan, who have you gone for in the main event? Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Strowman. (laughs) (laughs) Strowman angle. I have gone as well. The Shield. There's no surprise about it. The Shield are just dominant. And even though, do you think they're, all right, question for you. Do you think they're better or worse, uh, Kurt Angle being there instead of Roman Reigns? Again, you know, I think it's an interesting angle to take. Hey. If, if anyone, though, who else would you have replaced Roman with? Uh, I might have switched the match and just had a tag team match instead of someone replacing them. Uh, if I had to pick someone to replace them, I, I would always go to the untake. But Kurt Angle's a great option to see 
Let's hope he plays it safe. Let's see how this match goes. I don't know what to expect. The only well, thing I... the Shield and Angle have surrounded the ring. They've all got chairs in their tactical gear. What's going to happen from this? Oh, Rollins jumps in. Oh, my God. Oh, and Angle's taken out Kane. <laughs> Sheamus. Miz has run out of there like a bitch. Well, Rollins is caught in the corner with Strowman. And Am- Kane's got Angle. Oh, and now Ambrose with a chair to Strowman. Rollins got the chair now. Oh, watch right, watch back with Rollins on a chair. <laughs> I guess these guys are the chairman of the WWE. Oh, my God. Well, at least we've seen a weapon. And they are <laughs> swelting away at Kane and Strowman. Oh, Strowman's finally gone down and out of the ring. Kane's the only one left standing. Well, you, want, you wanted to see a T, or, T, an L, or a C. This makes up for your C's that you've well, seen I'm tonight. Well, I'm sat right next to a C. <laughs> you said you've seen a C tonight in Enzo rather than being horrible to me. Yeah, I could have done, but I thought I'd yeah, use it on you instead. Well, anyway, they have got the C's in hand, the chairs, and they're coming on a cane, and look at the reaction from the fans. Yes, 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 and the bar are getting back on the apron. Yeah, knocked down quickly, but Ambrose and Rollins have got an idea for that. Angle looks like an air traffic controller directing traffic. Oh! oh. And Brolins go flying through the rope, taking out Miz. And now we're encouraging Angle to go <laughs> flying. No, Kurt, don't. Well, they're, they're telling Kurt what to do. Here go. There's a ladder. He knows how to use a ladder, right? He's got it. <laughs> the shield. We've got the ladder. Oh. oh! And all three of them take out the Miz and the bar. Well, now we've seen an L. And now we've got another L. Cut. He, he's certainly uh, using the L. Kane's oh. got Ambrose around the throat, but he gets saved by Rollins, and it's all been the shield thus far in the match it as is. Ambrose sends Kane tumbling to the outside. I tell you, at this point in time, it's Rollins... almost like the Miz's team's <laughs> the one at a disadvantage. Exactly. I was just about to say that. You read my mind as Ambrose and Rollins go to the outside. They seem to be in complete control of this, and don't forget. They made their debut in WWE. Yes, their first appearance of Survivor Series 2012. First match, TLC 2012 against Brian Kane and Ryback. So the Shield know all about. And Kane and, in and the TLC match. Kane, yeah, exactly. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Let's pretend they're the Shield tonight. Rollins and Ambrose got Kane. And a 48-year-old hits the 50-year-old with a ladder. This is the wrestlers in their prime. <laughs> Them two men are 100 years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh... And they're rearranging some furniture now. Are they going to go for a patented triple power bomb, or is it going to be an angle slam through the announce table? We- it's so unpredictable. <laughs> Maybe it's an angle poem. <laughs> angle bomb. Yeah. Angle bomb. Or a shield slam. Oh, that sounds quite cool, actually, shield slam. But the bar are back up. Oh, Seamus is back down. So is Cesaro on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> On the barricade, you're right. His balls are being caught. But Kane catches Ambrose with the uppercut. Gives one to Rollins as well. And one to Angle. <laughs> one for Kurt, just for good, you know, good times. And, oh, but Ambrose and Rollins using the chair to get back in control of Kane. And now... Oh. No, he's on the announce table. Oh. Strowman comes and saves his big tall friend. <laughs> tall friend. Tall friend. <laughs> well, Strowman's got Angle, and, and this, I mean, Angle here. Come on, he's not wrestled for 11 years. Uh, Strowman, do not hurt Kurt. Don't hurt Kurt. <laughs> don't hurt Kurt. <laughs> hashtag, don't hurt Kurt. Hashtag don't hurt Kurt. Oh. oh. 
Well, is a Strowman bomb equal to or greater than a Shield bomb? I don't know. Strowman is freakish, man. Wouldn't surprise me if he could take the Shield on single-handedly. Well, he's taken a chair shot to the chest and back, and he's barely going down. And they are just working on Strowman at the moment. Bouncing head first into the ring post. Well, I think that ring moved then. It's certainly (laughs) off-centre. Oh... And they put it back yeah, into position. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> but Kane stood on the announce table. Yes. Oh. Droman's oh, yeah. almost on one now. There we go. Ambrose Rollins directing traffic. Kurt, I mean, he's hit some great right hands in this match. Oh. <laughs> oh, a chair shot. And one to Stroman, one to Kane. Where's the bar and the Miz? Well, they got taken out about five minutes ago, don't forget, so it takes a long time. Oh, dual ladders set up now, one over each announcer table. It takes a long time for multi-man matches, people to recover. Look at the crowd. They're yesing. Yesing Rollins now. going up one, Ambrose going up another. Oh, my God. Where's Sami Zayn when you need him? <laughs> well, they're brothers in arms now. Now they're brothers in air. <laughs> oh. Well... Both men hit their mark. I think Seth hit his knee. And Angle's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that for a game of soldiers. I tell you, might make a good replacement for Kurt Angle. Be thinking. What about Daniel Bryan? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, that, that would be a reaction <laughs> and a half. But at the moment, it's Kurt. Tin. And Rollins and Ambrose. Is that how clever that is, though? Taking themselves out to put Strowman and Kane down. But. Look <laughs> at Angle, though. He's loving it. <laughs> winding up his arm. Do you think he's saying like, they wouldn't let me moonsault off of the ladder? <laughs> but Kurt Angle is certainly holding his own as he's wailing on Miz with... Well, you know, Miz has insulted him and his son, called him a bad father. I think this is Kurt's way of getting a bit of revenge. Exactly, and he throws the Miz back in. But the bar's coming into his rescue. Uh-oh, and this is what we didn't want to see. Cesaro got the chair. Straight to the midsection. Strowman takes 10 chair shots, barely drops to a knee. Angle takes one and he's out for a month. He's been out 11 years, damn it. And now look at the assault. And Angle's been taken out now by Seamus. And this is what, what we wanted to see. God damn, it's all meant to be about the shield coming back. Now we're seeing a Hall of Famer getting destroyed by one of the informed tag teams. And what are they doing that ladder? Oh, oh sent up in the corner and super kicking it straight into Angle's midsection. Well, maybe that vest he was given earlier by Rollinson Ambrose might be a little bit handy there. But still, not going to protect you against that cold, hard steel. Yeah, it's in a table, though. We've seen an announce table, but we've not seen a table. Oh, you've seen two announce tables go through, surely that's all enough. Don't call me early. Not enough for me. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Oh, are they attempting the shield bomb? Oh, you piece of shit, Miz. He likes piss stealing people's moves. Oh, oh but Rollins and Ambrose into break up that before it got anywhere. Well, they were out of it, and then they heard the, ooh-ah, they thought, Reigns is back, and then they realised it wasn't. It was just a Miz. <laughs> yeah, it was just a Miz, sounds like the Reigns. Sounds, sounds like the Reigns? Sounds like Roman. <laughs> but I'm sure Miz got less booze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cesaro doesn't know how to handle an announce table. Bring... Up and then mm, it he likes dropping it, yeah. But he dropped it down on uh, Rollins' head. Hey! Hey, Suplex City! Three Germans and a release. Well, here comes Seamus. Oh. Hey. Release Seamus out the ring. Here comes Cesaro. German release for him as well. Come on, <laughs> your turn, you big bitch. 
An angle's all fired up, certainly not missing a beat. Well, Kane. Oh, Kane. well, Kane's just set up. It's got to be Kane. Get a load of this one. You still got it, chance from the crowd. And Kane's going to give it to Angle. Go on, go on. Oh, oh. Kane managing to fight out of Angle's German attempt. Oh. Grabs him by the throat. Choke slam. Angle breaks it, <laughs> going for the ankle. Break it, damn it, break it. And he's got it in. What a moment. Can't put the angle lock in for the first time in the WWE in 11 years. Oh, oh Kurt getting uh, taken out by Braun Strowman for the first time in 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Angle getting thrown into the barricade for the first time <laughs> in 11 years. It was a moment there of Angle doing it. It was it felt like times of old. You know what I mean? It made me miss. I'm sure he wasn't dressed up like a member of the Shield at I Halloween. I see him straps down. <laughs> I want to see an angle slam for fuck's sake. We've seen an angle lock. And Strowman takes him out. And now Strowman's got Kurt Angle up. Oh. No. Oh, don't run in power no. slam. No. No. Oh. Oh. You bastard. You wanted a fucking table. I'll and look what happened. I've got one. Strowman puts Angle through. A poor old man has just been put him through. That's why he's the monster among men. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, Angle did well in the match, I think. <laughs> They're calling for a stretcher. And I think he might have broken a hip or two. Like I said, Kurt did well on his uh, return. But there you go. It's over now. But it is five on two. Oh, well, no. Is that the Miz's leg there? So Bring the defibrillator. <laughs> oh, look, the Miz. Look, he's well, smir- he just sat there. He's smirking. He's not smoking. He's just got a grin on his face. Yeah, okay, he's looking at Angle thinking, this is what I've done. I should laugh at him, but it looks like he's giving birth, Kurt Angle. Angle's injured face is brilliant. Yeah. A far away look in his eyes. Oh. But Ambrose and Rollins trying to take out the monster among men. But I think the numbers game's going to take its toll. Oh. Sp- oh. Especially if Cesaro and Miz got chairs. You don't need chairs. It's a four on two assault now. And Kane's just watching on. Kane loves this devastation. Oh, my God. Well, predictions might be wrong on this one because at the moment, Ambrose and Rollins have been taught a lesson here. This is numbers of magic shield. But on the shield. Exactly. What? On the shield? Exactly. I never thought I'd see this. Not in my 11 years as a wrestling fan. Kane, sidewalk slam on Rollins. Well, this is just a matter of time. It is. Angle's being assisted to the back. Are they doing this because Roman Reigns is going to come out here, do you reckon? And he's going to take the, the place of Kurt. Fans are going to go crazy. Go banana. You see, the problem is with Kurt coming back as well and being the way he is. People are probably thinking, I don't know if that's a genuine injury or not. <laughs> <You> know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> at the moment, we're not sure. Kurt looks pretty battered at the moment. I'm not sure. But i tell you what I'm sure about. These five guys looking at the hard camera. <laughs> Yeah, we're on. Yeah, that's cool. We're just waiting around. The action's kind of stopped at the moment, but Rollins in a bit of trouble. Oh, standing first into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Can't look busy. There you go. <laughs> look at Miz just taking his time. Well, Miz is the ringleader in this beatdown. He doesn't need to. Oh, look, he's introducing Rollins to a chair that he's strategically sat in the corner. Oh, head first. I'm not impressed at the moment. I'm really not. Yeah, we say no kind of moves. This is just the worst kind of like fighting that we've got. Yeah, we've seen about hundred chair shots. Again, the chair used a couple of Irish whips. 
I remember when a chair beaten over someone's head once, there'd be a fucking bloodbath. Well, yeah, is that not only that, but I remember the fucking belt shot would knock someone out for days. You know that? And then now chairs are useless. Chairs barely <laughs> down to one knee. Well, Seamus holding Ambrose. Here comes uh, Cesaro holding Ambrose. Seamus off the top. Get just beating him down. There's no point having a long match if it doesn't need to be fucking long. Do you know what I mean? You don't need a half-hour main event if you uh, if it's going to be shit. And, and this is the problem as well. Is The fact is, because it is a one-match show, they feel like they have to have a fucking half-hour long event. I mean, what are we getting from this at the moment, apart from the kind of the toughness of the Rollins and Ambrose? Just getting beaten down. It feels like an extended raw segment. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, for your chair shot counter, 50. Oh, my word. And it's just like the past 11 years on WWE. No cut angle. <laughs> no, exactly. No angle to come. I mean, Angle's comeback was well, wasn't it? He's gone off stretch. He's gone off with the doctors. Well, he might have concussion. He could have internal bleeding. We just do not know. Anything could have happened to Kurt. And this is the worrying thing of him coming back after 11 years. And especially at his age. Exactly. Being involved. If we knew there was going to be chances... It might sacrifice itself being GM. I don't think this is going to be less bad, to be fair. Thank God we had the AJ Finn Balor match. And here comes Strowman. Oh, and Seth's managing to fight his way out of a five-on-two disadvantage. <laughs> well, Strowman wasn't tough enough. He had to back with, yeah, he had to deal with Kane and the Miz. Kane's got the chair. Oh, <laughs> accidentally hit Strowman. Does Strowman know who done it? Oh, I think oh, he does. he knows yeah. damn well who done it. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, he does. Oh, Strowman shoves Kane. We don't want distinction. Well, the Miz just pleading with Kane, saying if it'll be right. Uh-oh. Oh, and Seth Rollins and Ambrose back into it. I think they should have just let yeah. it wrapped up and then jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> they made it worse because now Kane and Strowman are going to forget their problems yeah. and beat the shit out of Ambrose and Rollins now. But when did logic or story matter in the WWE? That is, that is, it's true. <laughs> It's damn true. We have a story here tonight, and the story is, it doesn't matter. And now they're working together as if the shove and the accidental chair shot didn't happen at all. But Strowman, yeah, exactly, Strowman holding Ambrose. Seamus and Cesaro setting up the table. Cesaro, Seamus, got Ambrose! Oh! oh. Double Celtic cross, and they leg at the table. Nice one, you pair of fucking idiots. Can't even do a fucking table spot properly. And the Miz. So, let's set it up differently. You fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. Like, like Ambrose though that kind of uh, I would say he, he is smirking Ambrose with a punishment oh he's not going to be smirking anymore <sighs> no Strowman has put Ambrose through at the second attempt and now they're going to do the same to Rollins would this match have been any different if Roman Reigns was involved in this that's what we ask ourselves would it have been like a you know um Possibly, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Reigns might have been, like, out here at this moment in What's time. What's doing? Well, something's reversing. Oh, what the fuck is that? Why is that? Is it an ambulance? It is, isn't it? What the fuck is that doing out here? Why are they bringing out a dust cart? I don't well, get it. And why has the Miz got control of it? Why has the Miz yeah. got control of it? So, uh, you know, I can understand <laughs> Austin and his beer yeah, truck. Yeah. Angle and his milk truck, well, but... And again, the Miz, Miz in a dump truck. Yeah, I would. Uh, then again, Miz, you know, has been called rubbish in the past, I suppose. But you expect Enzo to be driving for an extra five dollars an hour. Yeah, he'd be driving a sewage truck. <laughs> yeah, what wrestlers would drive what trucks? Diesel, obviously, we know. Burr, burr. 
They drive a petrol truck. Yeah, it will drive a Mini. Anyway, they're going to put... Oh, Duke Duke the Dumpster Drives. Oh, I remember him. And Rollins and Ambrose have just been... Looking to be finished here. Oh, they're trying to fight their way out of it. They don't want to be turned into garbage. They don't want to be compacted. Exactly, into that little cube thing that you see in car park. And where are Ambrose and Rollins going? Oh, and they've just taken out Strowman, Kane, Sheamus and Cesaro. Now, that was impressive off the top of that construction. The thing I love about it is they practice jumping jumping off that dump truck early in the day. (laughs) Can we do it? Yeah, we can. Oh, and they're chasing the Miz back to the ring area, who is prone and all alone. Oh, he's trying to get through the crowd, but Ambrose grabs hold of him. Well, well, I I tell you something. Rollins and Ambrose recovered quickly, didn't they, from their uh, tables and ladders and (laughs) chairs chairs problem. But now, two on one. And Miz, do you like apples, huh? How do you like them apples? You like nuts? How do you like these nuts? (laughs) Yeah. And they're Uh, dragging him back up to where the other competitors are. Well, I would have gone into the ring by, you know what I mean, two on one in the ring. But maybe they've got other plans. We've got all these ladders and tables set up in the entranceway. Will they be used here? You would hope so, because otherwise it's just a waste then, isn't it? You know, like you've got a nice spread of food out. You want to kind of sample all of it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially try your nuts. Oh, Kane's up. And he takes down Rollins and Ambrose with one punch each. (laughs) Kane is a monster. Let's not forget this. We've got two goddamn monsters in this match. Oh, but Rollins and Ambrose wailing away at Kane. Can he withstand the two members of the Shield? Looking for a suplex attempt. But oh. the save by Strowman after Kane accidentally hit him with a chair. Yeah, I think it's fine now. Let's forget about it. I'm helping you out. Braun lays out Ambrose and Rollins. Kane's just hit Strowman. He's like, thanks for saving me. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? Why is Kane grabbed Braun Strowman? He's got him up. Choke slam. Off the stage. Off the stage or through the stage, that wasn't carefully constructed earlier either. I mean, that is a shock. But why has Kane done this? His hair looks really weird as well, like a bouffant. Yeah, well, it's a wig, isn't it? It comes off in the mask. Well, uh, sorry, Michael, we just said incredible, but we have to see replay. Kane's got him up. Great camera angle, guys. Make sure the announce yeah. table's in the way. Oh, the elevation Kane got. Oh, two and a half inches of it. Uh, two and a half inches is quite a lot, actually. But, Kane, <laughs> it's not the size what you do with it. It's driving through the damn stage. We don't know why. But now, Kane has sent him to the depths of hell. He has, and he's helped out the shield. Why? <laughs> why, goddammit? Booker asking it. We're asking it. Grab one of those chairs that's dangling down. Oh, but Strowman. Grabs hold of Kane's big size 14 and a half foot. Well, Strowman's alive. He's alive. Oh, he's got hold of the chair. I was like, I said, just pull the one chair down. <laughs> and Kane pulls a chair and about 20 of them come crashing down and it's certainly hurting Strowman inside. <laughs> well, Kane here has been ever so lucky with... Uh, the stage and instruments, hasn't he? You know, <laughs> what are the chances? All the chairs coming down at the same time and Strowman, no. 
10 chairs. There must have been about 35 chairs there, Dan, you're right. At least 50. I think about 100 chairs came flying down. Look at that camera position, just in the right angle, not to be broken. Do you remember that main event we were going to watch with the Shield versus the Bar, the Miz? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was going to be good, wasn't it? And then it yeah. turned into the Kane-Strowman match. I think the match is still going on. We're, we're not sure. We've not seen anybody in a long time. Well, everyone's just been laying down. Oh, yeah, they'll take the rest. In the exact same position as they was <laughs> when they left five minutes ago. Oh, but Kane is still on Team Miz, shall we call But Ambrose and Rollins fighting back against Kane. The Miz has done absolutely fuck all in this match. I'd never thought I'd dislike a match as much with Ambrose and Rollins in fucking shield attire. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's making me question him. But the Miz sent into the uh, screen. Do you think it looks so awful because they had actually planned for Reigns to be in it and it to be completely different? Yeah, I, I think that's what it is, really. But Kane! Oh. Double choke slamming of the shield. Well... One for a table, the other, I think he's smashed his head on a metal bar of the table. Not the bar, as in Seamus and Cesaro, but a bar on the table. Well, speaking of the bar, they've just shown up, but I mean, Kane has been destructive at best here. And that's two tables that have unsuccessfully gone through. Both Dean Ambrose involved. I think Rollins, yeah, is that Rollins who got the worst of it there, the table yeah. didn't break. I mean... No, uh, Ambrose, the table, leg buckled again. You never did Rollins' fucking table over there. Uh, yeah, they just snapped in half there. There's one half on the floor to your right, in, just by the ladder. That's Ambrose's like, table. No, it's not Ambrose's leg buckled. <laughs> well, Don't Roll- fucking get to me about tables. <laughs> Rollins. Minge eating mother's I am, I tell you what, I am not reminded it because I cannot be fucking bothered to watch any more of this match than I have to. But we'll agree to disagree there because it looks to be over now anyway. Sheamus has got Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose's shoulders, not easy to say. He's alive. Strowman is alive. He's alive. Ambrose's arms cut open. We've seen some blood. He's alive. And everyone turning their attention to Strowman. He's been choked slam through a stage. He looks like my dog. Kane out the looks like my dog when I make a weird sound. And he's not sure what he just heard. And Strowman's up. I don't know how he is. And what's the miss saying to him? Don't hurt the man that just beat you up for no reason whatsoever. Strowman got hit with a chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the Miz is crying after being thrown into a stage Cesaro takes a right hand to the head and now Strowman zeroing in on Kane well the Miz clubbing Miz fuck let's say the Miz Strowman clubbing down on Kane is he going to pick the big man up oh looking for a running power slam but Cesaro and Sheamus with the save on Kane That's... resulting in them getting hit and the Miz runs away from every fight, but runs towards Braun Strowman. <coughs> That's why I love WWE, because it makes a lot of sense. But, and now all four members but, of Team Miz are taking out Strowman. But, but why would why would they do that? Why? I mean, I know the bar got hit by Strowman, but Strowman's going after Kane, not them. I mean, if it had knocked Kane out, he might have been on their team. But like you said, doesn't matter, because the four of them throw Strowman in to the, uh, the garbage truck. No, you're crushing him. Oh, no. Holy oh, shit. What the fuck has that guy just done? He's just killed the monster among men. I think only the Miz realises what they've done. They've just murdered a man. We've not seen a wrestler's death on pay-per-view since Owen Hart over the edge 1999. And my God, here at TLC 2017, 
This is sickening, Dan. I have never seen a more heinous act. Well, apart from Kurt Angle saying he's going to be in the match, being in the first five or ten minutes, and then not being in there at all. But, hey, I didn't pay money to watch it on pay-per-view. I'm just a network subscriber. But now they're going to concentrate on the matter in hand, and that is the Shield. And they're dragging Rollins back towards the ring. Is that match happening still? Fucking hell. The Miz stealing someone else's moves, and I don't think we're supposed to see Dean Ambrose crawling his way back towards the ring. I didn't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. Seth Rollins and is Kane not playing ball. Seth Rollins in serious trouble. Kane just taking his time getting there. Oh. Miz lays out Rollins with a DDT. Irish curse with a Cesaro assist. Going for the pin. One, two. Oh. oh. Ambrose, who no one saw coming. Breaks up the free attempt, and now he just gets stumped on by all four members of Team Miserable. Where did he come from? I can't believe Ambrose stopped Rollins. That was a shock, and now I'm shocked he's getting beaten down for his efforts. Well, James, you are the shock master. Well, Kane. Oh, wait a minute. Angle's music hits. Everyone's looking in on stunned silence. I know you're shocked. You can't even talk. And he sucks, but he's coming out here and he looks in no condition to perform at the moment. Well, he's in better condition than Strowman. Oh, my God! Back drops one. Dodges a bro kick. Oh, Angle! Angle slam! First time in 11 years. (laughs) Angle slam. He's got Cesaro. Second (laughs) time in 11 years. No, first time for a table in 11 years. Angle slam. My come God! On. I want to see the straps come down for the first time in 11 years. Well, Kane's going to face off a Kurt Angle. First time in 12 years, this is... Oh, oh my God. Ducks Kane, but gets taken out on Kane's second attempt. Well, now Kane, who's been dominant, he's just killed Braun Strowman, looking to put away Kurt Angle. Oh, oh. my God. Not with a man who's got a broken <laughs> freaking neck. Oh, Ambrose is back up. Oh, the save by Ambrose. And Chair shot by Rollins. <laughs> they've got chairs. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen enough chairs. <laughs> oh my god! And Ambrose and Rollins. Oh, both men spear cane barricade. Look, the barricade had to be broken, and Reigns weren't there, so they had to use Rollins and Ambrose to get the job done. Kane is oh, out. Look at the Miz. Uh, look at the way he's looking over the top. He's stalking Kurt Angle. Where everybody else is down. Skull crushing finale. No! Boom! Hits it. Fuck. One. Two. Oh! Angle. Uh, And I'll tell you something. Angle's got one of my favourite kickouts ever. Last second, you think. Oh, and he does it. And the Miz can't believe it. He's arguing with the ref as opposed to beating Angle with a chair. Well, he's got one or two chairs to use right then. Skull crushing finale onto one of them two chairs. Exactly. I mean, just imagine the damage on the both. Here we go. He's moving the chairs out of the way. The USA <laughs> chant. Of course it is. Kurt Angle's pure America mental. Skull crushing finale onto a chair. Back in 96. Ducks it. Oh. Angle lock. And the Miz is squealing like a bitch. Is he going to steal this move after the match? We do not know. Because the match hasn't ended yet. And no, it hasn't. The Miz looked like he was going to tap. But oh, oh my fucking God. Kicks out and Angle takes a nasty bump through. Nearly goes for a table there as well. Did Angle forget how to go through a rope? 
Well, it's the first time in 11 years we've seen Angle ejected from the ring. Such a manner. But that's the first time in his whole career I've seen Kurt Angle go out that way. <laughs> I mean, that's an Enzo Amore way oh. to leave the ring. But the new hands of justice are surrounding the Miz. Well, I think I think the bar are out. We know Strowman's gone. Kane was destroyed through the barricade. <laughs> Miz caught. Kurt and Hard Place. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, a knee. Dirty deeds. Yay. An angle slam. It's the first time in 11 years we've seen an angle slam in the ring. To the Miz. To the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> and now, for the first time ever. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. I think he's got... Um, Evolution. Evolution as opposed to the shield. Doesn't matter. At least Kurt's trying, bless him. Oh. Oh, my God. Kurt screaming. We're going to see the shield bomb. For the first time <laughs> ever. Oh. Triple power bomb. Angle with the cover. Two, Two three. three. And Team Shield win the match. My word. My word. Your word. <sighs> Thankfully, that as Kurt, Rollins and Ambrose celebrate. Um, We've got to talk about it. What do you think of the match? Where do I begin? No, it wasn't. I mean, for nostalgia's sake, yeah, Angle. Good to see him back in the ring. But I'd like to have seen it under different circumstances. Having a proper match. We know Angle is a fucking amazing wrestler. Whether he's 50 or 500, he's still going to be able to go toe-to-toe with a majority of the best in the ring. Again, WWE logic. Kane coming back, helping Strowman beat Roman to be in the match, only to take Strowman out of the match. When you say like that, much, it doesn't make sense. Pretty much costing his team the match. Yeah. Typical Miz in a match. He's pretty much avoided almost everything, but gets all three of the men's finishers and a shield bomb to him. But the thing is... Too many chairs. Yeah. Too many ladder botches. Yeah. Uh, too many table botches, yeah. sorry. Ladders. That was quite entertaining. Seeing them both dual coming off, going through an announce table. Oh, yeah, at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, that was all right. Yeah, but that seemed like a long time ago. Um... It's really, really fucking confused me as why a dump truck was introduced into the match. There was no premise to it in the build-up or any of these guys. You know, they have nothing to do with dump trucks whatsoever. Why, you know, it's completely beyond me. (laughs) What else can I say? All right, my turn. No, no, let me have a go here. Let me have a go. I think it was boring, first and foremost. I think if you had the first 10 minutes of the match, don't have Kurt Angle's injury and you have... Or you have the cut angle injury and you only do it for a couple of minutes. Have him recover whilst he's outside, get back in the ring. Do it that way. Uh, you know, the, the last five minutes were kind of entertaining. The first five or ten minutes were kind of entertaining. Everything else is really, really bad. People waiting for their moments. Like I said, lots of botches, lots of chair shots. You just got bored after a while. They were yesing at the start and then in the middle, like they were doing it. What happened with Strowman and Kane? Don't know. Don't care. Uh, and I think this main event kind of sums up for me that I mean with Kurt Angle to be put here yes it's, it's good but Angle part of the shield is not what I wanted to see I wanted to see something else I didn't think he looked comfortable being being there like that uh, 
it's worrying when, especially when he comes out the ring and bumps his head, and you think, "Oh, for fuck's sake, you don't do something serious." He's got that look in his eyes as well. I'm gonna be weird about it, but he's got that kind of look that he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And this Kurt Angle of old would never have that look. And it seems Angle now has kind of got that look of saying, "Oh shit, I'm not sure what's going on." And when Shawn Michaels returned, he didn't miss a fucking step when he came back. And I'm not comparing. Maybe you can compare it to Angle's been away a little bit longer, but for me, it just seemed a bit of a. A cop-out in the end. I think with Reigns in there, it would have been a better match. It would have been a little bit more co- coherent. Still think they would have done the Strowman and Kane thing. Uh, apart from that, uh, no one really impressed me in that match. I think if you sum up the card as a whole, there was only one shining light, and that's Balor versus AJ. Everything else was just awful, wasn't it, really? Most definitely, yes. Um, yeah, you've summed it up perfectly. You know, it was... Probably one of the worst pay-per-views of the year, but one of the most highly anticipated coming into it. I know. It's really, that's what's about it. I think we'd built it up so high in the build-up to it that it's actually just gone worse than we could expect. It's, it's awful. It's awful. It's even worse than the kind of uh, the Great Balls of Fire and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, for me, I mean, we're talking about, first off, easy award, award, match of the night. <laughs> oh, obviously, AJ versus Balor. Yeah, AJ Balor. I mean, out of uh, we do out of ten for that match. What would you give that match out of ten? I'm interested. I'd probably give it an eight. Yeah, I was thinking eight as well. I, I mean, if it if it's a title on the line and it, like a better setting, indeed. I, Just, I, you, I know, think, you know, because I think build up brings a lot into the match as yeah. well. You know, and I know. It was thrown together, and I know, you know, you can't help people being ill or injured. And, you know, for that to take the place of probably what would have been a dull and droll Bray Wyatt versus Balor match, you know. For these two wrestlers, you know, that have never seen each other in a ring, you know, they've never faced off. They still had amazing chemistry, which proves both wrestlers are capable of having great matches with absolutely anyone. Yeah, I think without doubt, I think this proves that if Balor gets treated right on Raw, he can be better, well, not better than AJ, but, you know, uh, Raw's AJ Styles, because Styles just looked so good there. Goes back to SmackDown with a feather in his cap. And it proves now how reliant WWE are on AJ Styles to pull out a good match as well. You know, we've seen him in certain positions where it's like, put Styles in there, we know he's going to have a good match. And to only be here for, you know, nearly two years, and to kind of have that impact in WWE speaks volumes for him. Uh, right, so rating out of 10 for the pay-per-view then? Six and a half. And Ooh. all of that is for the AJ Styles. It was quite an entertaining TLC match. A good bit of nostalgia seeing Kurt Angle. Not sure about him coming out in shield tack vests. As I said before, you know, it did sound quite exciting when they handed one over to him. You know, it wasn't as good as it. Should have been with Roman Reigns. You know, I've, I've, I miss Roman Reigns in it, to be honest. Yeah, I know. And I never thought we'd say that, ever. I never, I never, honestly never thought we'd say that. Uh, but that is, uh, yeah, I'm going to, because it was the worst paper I've seen in a very long time. A very, very long time. And I'm very disappointed by Oscar's treatment. Very uh, disappointed in the main event. The only thing that saved it was the Stoles Balor. But I think I was, I wasn't tuned into the first half. I, need, I might need to rewatch it because, just all this stuff going along was a bit, you know what I mean, zoned out. But anyway, Dan, let's piss you off a little bit before we move on to Raw Talk because I've got to do the end of predictions. I'm not going to gloat about it too much, but I will say it is, I think, my first ever perfect score on a W pay-per-view. It ends 8-6. 
so I do get another win. It goes 12-6 on the pay-per-views. We'll see what happens at Survivor Series. That is the next time we're going to be watching the pay-per-view. And we'll be live for that on the pre-show or the kickoff, if you were. And, of course, that is the 19th of November. We'll be live for the 18th of November as well, uh, NXT TakeOver. So we move on to Raw Talk. Well, Renee Young and Peter Rosenberg welcome us to the show and put over the main event as a fun spectacle. Fuck well, you. We was clearly watching different Fuck main you. events then. <laughs> or did they think the main event was the Ambrose, uh, was the AJ versus Demon yeah, match? Maybe they switched off afterwards. Um, they know it was the first time Angle was stepped in a WWE ring in 11 years. I don't know if we mentioned it. Uh, did we mention it? <laughs> I don't think we did. I don't actually. know. I'll have to listen back to it. Yeah. Well, despite being taken away early in the match. Uh, yeah, and sorry, they said how impressive he looked. I might have over-talked you on that. AJ Styles joins the show. He admits his match with Finn Balor had no build-up, but was just good. Uh, Styles runs down the process to get into WTLC. He got the call, performed Friday night, got on the plane right afterwards and competed tonight. He says, I created a special match even when and seems to be proud of their effort. Styles said he was happy to see the positive response from fans once the match was announced. And Rosenberg notes that ultimately Styles lost the match yeah, no shit, we know he lost. And Styles said he makes no excuses. And he has fought demons his entire life. And spiritually, won't let them cripple him. Ah. And won't let this demon cripple him either. When asked about Survivor Series, Styles says Smackdown Live is the best roster possibly ever. And they have a lot of hungry guys and girls to put on the best show, period. Styles reiterates he couldn't pass up the opportunity and makes his exit. Well, Rosenberg admits he's a mark for AJ Styles as we quickly transition to our next guest. Interesting to note that the superstars don't appear to have production earpieces in tonight. Yeah, and up next is your favourite Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. Dan, what you tell me about her? Well, Alexa Bliss joins the show. She puts, she puts Mickey over, but gloats she ultimately won. And Alexa notes she won her first title against Becky Lynch at last year's WWE TLC and retained versus Mickey James tonight. And not many people can say they've accomplished that feat. When asked about Survivor Series, Bliss says she's the leader of the red brand, but Raw has the better roster. Rosenberg asks her about a relationship with the other women on the roster. She says it doesn't matter if they get along because she's the leader, because she has the championship. Renee asks her about Charlotte, who she's yet to go against. And she mentioned the WWE draft when people are worried about Raw women's roster after Charlotte left and she moves to the third person saying Alexa Bliss happened. Bliss puts herself over once again while running down the host. That's what you say to Alexa Bliss when you come in the face. Damn what just happened. <laughs> Young and Roseburg continue to talk about Alexa's strategy when forming an alliance with the other Raw women as Survivor Series approaches. Of course, the big news we've got tonight as well, I should say, we didn't mention it on the pay-per-view, that Survivor Series has been announced. It's going to be Raw versus SmackDown. But then they move on to talk about Oscar's debut. Rosenberg puts Oscar over big time and was in awe of seeing her work in person. Rosenberg mentions Oscar's 523-day reign. Peter makes sure Bliss is gone before stating that Oscar just doesn't lose. He then puts over Emma's effort in the match as the GM approaches. Kurt Angle does indeed join the show. He says it felt great to be back. He puts over the guys in the match and said it was an honour to be part of the Shield tonight. Rosenberg mentions the network documentary and how he knew he wanted to come back. Angle admits he didn't think it would be soon. He says since he feels as good as he does now, he hopes there's more matches in the future. Angle, 
is now 48 years old and clean of drugs and alcohol for four and a half years. He says he's not getting any younger and he's had the time of his life tonight and has a few angle slams left. Although he's happy with his performance, he wishes he could have given more to Ambrose and Rollins and never wanted to leave their side. When asked how the show went overall with the last minute changes, um, uh, Angle mentions how proud he is of his roster. He says he feels good about Team Raw at Survivor Series and this roster is better than the Attitude Era. When asked about future matches, he joked to get approval from his wife. Well, Young and Roseburg, thank Angle for joining the show. Hype Brock Lesnar's appearance tomorrow Raw and bid us goodbye. So, boom, boom, boom with Raw talk there. Angle, uh, I'll tell you what, Angle's a bit open in that. Talking about his alcohol abuse and stuff like that and age. Uh, fair play to him. But we move on to a bit of news. And during the WTLC pay-per-view to ask about Austin Aries. What? Aries tweeted a photo of himself with Enzo More walking in the background. Now, I wouldn't say it was taken backstage, but the fight was posted during Amore's match with Kalisto. So, if anything, Aries are probably trolling. It reminds me of the photo that got Jimmy Jacobs fired. So, maybe that was the joke he was going for. Anyway, Aries is booked for shows for the next six months, so I doubt that he'll be looking to hang out backstage at a WWE show. Well, we asked who could replace Kurt Angle, and why was Kurt Angle allowed to compete at TLC Payview while Daniel Bryan has had to wait until his contract expires before he can wrestle again? All wrestlers need to go through the WWE-approved doctors in Pittsburgh before they can be cleared to wrestle. Angle happens to live in that area, so it made sense to have him check to see if he was a viable option for the pay-per-view. Once he was cleared, WWE made the announcement on social media. There was no other wrestlers considered for the slot after Angle was cleared, and the rumours about Daniel Bryan being called are very untrue. Well, Bryan's untrue. <laughs> Bryan's issues are different, as we previously cushioned lawsuits that have been filed by former wrestlers, and the company does not want anything that might cause a legal issue for them. Legally, it would not make sense to clear Bryan for in-ring action because of his concussion history, and because WWE proved Dr. Joseph Maroon will not clear him. The match at TLC was designed in a way to protect Angle from taking crazy bumps. Kane, for example, gently placed Angle down in the ring after a tombstone attempt, and Braun Strowman protected Angle when he executed a running power, f- power slam through the table. Well, Angle appeared on Raw Talk and said that the door is open for him to wrestle again, and next time he will be in better cardio shape. His match on Sunday was first since March when he wrestled Alberto Del Leo at a WCPW show. And also AJ Styles has said that the two sweet at TLC was not a shot at the Young Bucks. And we talk about shots at the uh, <laughs> what happened at TLC. We got on to Raw results. And you know this show started with Kurt Angle acting of friendliness and sports thanked AJ Styles for joining Raw for a night. He thanked Shane Man for allowing, allowing AJ to join Raw for a night. And when they were in need... And then Shane McMahon led a damn siege on Monday Night Raw. Well, the SmackDown roster sought and destroyed everyone. Titus Worldwide, an intern, men, women, faces, heels. No one was safe. Styles himself got in on the beating of the two men he tagged with to start the show. And I don't think I didn't see Chad Gable sprint to get the first shot. At- oh, sort of a bit of bitterness <laughs> there. And then they dragged Kurt over to see the destruction. They led him straight to Shane himself. Still casually enjoying his time in the ring. Well, how humiliated Angle must feel. How furious. Well, this was a really welcome return to an era that's passed us by. There was blood boilingly cruel and un- unnecessary. It was a statement that Shane doesn't give a damn about Raw. As far as he's concerned, 
This is now a weekly war. But the fans are now dead because, you know, we saw the interaction from Raw and SmackDown and all of a sudden, all these SmackDown guys that have had problems are now teaming together. We saw, we saw Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, didn't we? They're together. We saw Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger. And we are just like, as, as, have they forgotten this now? Have they forgotten that they're actually storylines now or are they just like forgetting them for three weeks and then go back to normal. And when did Raw versus SmackDown become that important? When well, did, you know, <laughs> when did it become part of a SmackDown roster? You, you care about it, you know? Well, you know, they waited until after TLC. If it was such a, like, a big issue, why would Shane lend AJ Styles to Raw? Well, exactly. And why would he go if it was, if you're happy to be on, on SmackDown? Well, that was the main story. Uh, we also have, like we said, we had Kurt Angle announcing that's Vice to SmackDown Live. Well, the Miz is a, is a victim. The Miz deserves better, you know, normal Miz stuff. He came out with backup, of course, to round at Angle and to try and to beat up our Olympic GM. Angle weren't going to let that happen, and it gave Angle the perfect opportunity to set up a six-man tag team match. Who could be the Shield's third man, however? Uh, like we said, it was AJ Styles, and this match was fun. The contest went through two commercial breaks and featured six awesome wrestlers. Of course it was fun. There's no real story beyond it. When is there? And Angle immediately breaking free of the Raw vs. SmackDown narrative to six styles onto The Miz. And hey, who can play <laughs> yeah, me? The Shield would not yield. Oh, come on, if you could do better. Picked up the win in a great match. AJ got the hot tag, tag and the crowd went nuts. There were some post-match shenanigans, love that word, involving Kane that we'll get to, but more six-man tags like this, please. Also, they mentioned how AJ Styles was on loan. Can we do that more often once all this Raw versus SmackDown stuff is over? I think that would be <laughs> awesome. Well, you heard it through Fire and Brimstone, Kane. They called him a monster among men. But look, this promo wasn't good. And the match after with Finn Balor was quite baffling. Balor's been kept away from the biggest guys in the Raw roster for a while now. Considering he wants Lesnar, this was a good opportunity to give a taste that he can hang with those sort of guys. And bluntly, he didn't. This was a pretty basic five-minute thrashing for Kane, and it feels really wrong from my perspective. I get that we have to build Kane for Braun, but do we really? Look, we all know Kane's just there, right? He's the full guy. He's the guy who looks the part. Building him for Strowman seems like a waste. We all know Strowman's going to devour him, but please don't feed Balor to him. No, you know, you could have chucked anyone, anyone know, at all. anybody in there. But it annoys me that they have to act like Kane really is a threat. And that Balor was sacrificed for a cause with limited return after that amazing match he had last night. The appeal was always going to be Braun, but not Kane. I mean, we're really supposed to take Kane seriously. Really? And if the rumours were true, that we heard that because they did the two-sweet sign after the match, that it was... Uh, Balor's punishment. I mean, if it was saying it's not, it's just Vince McMahon has lost it, which is even fucking worse. Yes. Anyway, we talk <clears> about <throat> funny things. What did Angle say about Jinder Mahal? He announced it, didn't he? <laughs> um, well, he didn't announce Jinder Mahal. He announced Jinder Mayhow. <laughs> well, Jinder Mayhow will face Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Who would have fucking bought, who would have bought that? And Paul Heyman was on the microphone. Tell us some Jinder Mahal? No, he tore him down instead. The point of contention was Mahal even daring to dispute the claim that Lesnar is the best, especially when Mahal himself only squeaked by Orton and Nakamura. Mahal's not even a pretender to be to being a credible threat to Lesnar and Heyman, and Heyman let him have it. Man, it was short, it was sweet. That was probably the best they could do here too. 
Because who of us actually view him as a threat to Lesnar? Even with the Singh brothers. No, no. Uh, it's Jinder's job to build himself up, to make himself look credible. He has to earn Brock's attention. Heyman promised a bloody gruesome beat him, beating, and that's pretty great. Uh, I'll talk about Angle again. There's something really poetic about Angle immediately dropping the SmackDown versus Raw thing just to beat up the Miz. That's how the world is supposed to be, folks. Of course, we learned how woefully unprepared he was for what happened later. Perhaps he was still in the afterglow of competing for the first WWE ring in 11 years and forgot what Shane's like. Well, now he knows. Elsewhere, Oscar defeated Emma. Emma still wasn't ready. Oscar showed why she rocks, but these immediate rematches always seem lazy. Really? The crowd wasn't nearly as hot as Sunday night. Mitigate returns WWE. Let me know when it's time for Oscar versus Alexa. Well, Bliss calls out the cat lady. The two brands, only one goddess. Got it? Good. And yes, Alexa, I'd watch AJ and Finn stare into each other's eyes all night long, and I'm sure someone's writing fan fiction right now. Uh, Mickey James then came out to give Alexa something she really deserved, a vicious Mickey DT. We also had Jordan defeating Elias via disqualification. Yeah, after he smashed him in the fucking shoulder with a guitar. Well, hey, Green Bay, maybe chant for the wrestlers as much as your silly go-pack-go-chant, hmm? That collarbone joke was fantastic, Elias. Jason George pulled some tips with Elias, so Elias hit him with a guitar. This feud seemed pretty great for lower card event. Count me on team. Of the- Fuck you. It was just filler again. Stop giving us filler. What else happened, Dan? Well, Fox defeated Bailey and Banks to become <laughs> team captain of Raw's women's uh... Survivor Series match team. Uh, well, this is great. Alicia's been more entertaining than both Sasha and Bad Memory from my perspective. I wanted Alicia to win, and sure enough, she grabs the ring belt and rings it as if that would declare her the winner. She starts sealing moves like the Bailey to Bailey, and then she stole a victory. Thank you, Alicia. The zaniness will be awesome. And then the cruiserweights, Gulak did Enzo stick for him, and it was pretty funny, to be fair. Packers fan did their chance again, and then the Bailey spelled out S-A-W-F-T like they were in his spirit squad, which is cool. Cruise waits for me at the moment. Like I said, it's complete separation for the rest of the show. I'm not sure that benefits them. The match was some for what it was. Kalisa got the pin on Enzo in the end, which made you happy, didn't it, Dan? Yes, it did. And then we move on to the SmackDown results called SmackDown Your Show. Dan, just give a quick run through. Uh, Shane McMahon came face to face with Sami Zayn for the first time since Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and then said you can have a match with Randy Orton later. That was nice, wasn't it? You know? Well, you know, if he wants to hurt someone, he puts him in with the Viper. Yeah. Benjamin and Gable defeated the New Day. Bit of a surprise for me. It was, and a bit heelish by uh, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable makes you wonder. But they are the number one contenders uh, for the, the WWE Tag Team titles. But, of course, it's going to be the Usos versus Ambrose and Rollins at Survivor Series. It's a match they've announced. Of course, Alexa Bliss versus Natalia, the Women's Championship. And, of course, we're going to have the big five on five. Uh, Sin Cara defeated Baron Corbin via disqualification. Yep. Uh, they're just trying to build Sin Cara up as a threat. He's not. Yeah. Uh, WWE champion Jinder Mahal responded to Universal champion Brock Lesnar. Nothing to really talk about. We're talking not about really, well, no. Yeah. And after an amazing match at TLC <laughs> against Finn Balor, and after an amazing six-man tag match teaming with The Shield, who else could be left for AJ Styles to go against? Sun Il Singh. Yeah, and I tell you what, this was a difficult... No, it wasn't. He squashed him in <laughs> seconds. He squashed him in seconds. 
Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Carmella, Naomi, Tamina and Charlotte Flair to become captain of the SmackDown Women's Survivor Series team. Yeah, so it's going to be Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women versus Alexa Bliss. The uh, nope. No, not Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alicia Fox. Ali- Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. The, the Raw's captain. And then in the main event, Dan... Randy Orton defeated Sami Zayn to become the first member of the SmackDown Men's Survivor Series team, and rightly so. Yeah, I mean, did it get you excited for Survivor Series, Dan? It does, actually, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you know, after the the debacle that was TLC, things can only get better for WWE. Uh, before we go, I mean, name your, right now, we're only three weeks away from Survivor Series, for fuck's sake. Name your SmackDown team. Uh, my SmackDown team, let me just get up the text message that I sent to you. My SmackDown team would be Orton, Nakamura, Rude, Styles, and Mojo. (laughs) (laughs) It fucking wouldn't. No, uh, Kevin Owens, but he was a heel, so he'd probably walk out. So if they went for a full face team, then it'd have to be Ty Dillinger. I'm I'm, I'm hoping we see... Team Shane versus Team Owens. It's like Owens and Zayn getting a couple of other little hills on their team. I know it's SmackDown versus SmackDown, but still, I'm not that excited again. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm waiting for something else to happen, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can get excited about Raw versus SmackDown. I know you love watching Randy Orton captain a team, so you'll be happy. But he's we'll the see captain what of my heart. He's the captain of your heart. But that's it. Any final words on WWE TLC? Never again. Never, never again. No, never again. Oh, hang on. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. We've not finished the news yet because Sports Illustrated is reporting that the reason Nia Jax vanished from WWE television is because she did not like the idea of losing clean to Sasha Banks at TLC when the plan was revealed to her. Uh, her walkout was downplayed by WWE and one of her best friends, Alexa Bliss, who said that Jax needed a break from the rigorous WWE schedule who would be back sooner rather than later. Well, Sports Illustrated also has that before Jax actually decided not to show up for work, she called her cousin The Rock. <laughs> and he advised her if she's unhappy, she just walk away. Her planned match against Sasha Banks was changed to Banks versus Alicia Fox in a match which Sasha won. The next night on Raw, Fox won a match that made her captain of Team Raw for Survivor Series. Yeah. So would Nia Jax have potentially been captain of Team it's Raw for the Survivor Series? That, that's what the plan looks like it was going to be. And other things, I mean, we're not watching 205 yet, but I did notice that Neville has been dropped from the 205 Live opening. You can see the changes between the version which played last week, October 17th, and this week, October 24th. Um, so that's um, Mustafa Ali inverted 450 in place of the Red Arrow, Drew Gulak and a no-chance sign instead of Neville's scowling visage, and Tony Nese's abs rather than, well, Neville scowling visage. <laughs> Well, shortly after the former NXT and Cruiserweight Champions exit, there were reports of Enzo Mori cutting promos on the house show circuit, bragging about retiring Neville. Whether this was a way to keep his name out there for a turn or just kind of trash talk uh, about someone when the cameras aren't rolling, that's stopped too now. Uh, with no news saying fences have been mended or even negotiations are ongoing between Neville and WWE, the fact that they haven't even bothered to explain is absolutely... And now this new 205 Live opening, it seems like the next time we'll see that Mount that Gravity Forgot will be for a different promotion. Yeah. So I started the year off saying I wanted to see more Neville. We saw more Neville and now no fucking Neville. Thank you very fucking much, 
Enzo fucking Amore. Right, seeing as we come to an end of a, a long podcast. But anyway, that is it. Forget our Halloween episode is coming up in just a couple of ta- days' time. We're on Twitter at WW Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rones. We've also got a friend on Twitter. We have indeed, yes. It's Mini Chris Benoit just trying to make the world a better place, and he's at Mini Chris Benoit. Across all the Google platforms, don't forget the WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email at WWEPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, yes. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the WWE Network Review podcast. Clips go up there. The podcast go up at the same time to do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows, NXT TakeOver, War Games, and Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown, November 18th. November 19th and iTunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but that is it what a fucking long show it is last words Dan go it was absolutely shit I have been James Rollins and as always always joined by Dan Mike thanks for listening everybody and bye bye